Greetings, true believers. This is Stan Lee. And with me on this wonderful podcast, we're going to talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> Stan? Stan, is that you? Stan Lee in the flesh. We should, yeah, we should start talking like, Stan, we have Stan Lee this week. That's he right. He agreed to do an interview with us. And I'm a bit younger, too. He's going to do an interview. He's going to actually, you know, talk with us. And I'm hang definitely going to give us. Our, he's gonna finally going to give us his opinion for all the Marvel My. films and the Marvel characters. And they all sucked. But, it, but it's true, though. Stanley doesn't like to give his opinion, right? Because no. he said that he doesn't want to make people, people angry. No. Which is, you know, it's, it's good. It's good. No, it's good, yeah, I know. Now, as you know, most... <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh wait, wait. Sorry, Stan. Are you here? Yes, I am. I'm. I'm right over here. Stan, Phil. I'm really glad you can join us. Well, um, well I'm happy you so agreed to do this with us. And I really wanted to I just ask you. Sorry to interrupt you there for a second. I really wanted to ask you, Stan. Yes. What is your opinion on you know? Just give me a random opinion on any Marvel film. Well, they got a lot of things wrong. First of all, I had this whole book full of appendices that they didn't want to read. What a shame. And uh, I had a lot of um. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> I can't do this. Oh, Stan, I know you're losing your voice. You're kind of old. I no, know. I'm a butt younger than I used to be. It's reverse aging. It's just, it's just the way it goes. Is it some kind of new technology that they made from your comics? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Stan, I must know. What are your thoughts on Punisher Warzone? I love that film. You know, I, every time I, I watched it, it with my family and with my grandkids and their grandkids, we loved it. It's great. Stan, could you tell me what is Punisher Warzone? I'm afraid it's I'm a G-rated familiar. comedy film for families. It's full. It's full of uh, wonderful uh, <laughs> sayings and morals. And um... <laughs> wait, is Punisher Warzone? Is that um? It's this the skull guy. What's his name? The Punisher. Punisher. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, because I didn't know. I, did, I thought maybe that's like a subtitle, like Punisher War Zone. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. going to the Punisher War Zone or something. Okay, so I'm going to be doing that impression most of the time we're going to be talking okay. about Marvel movies. Okay, I can't scream like that, but um, yes, Marvel. this is Phil Dragish. With me is Jake Dragish. We're movie fans, as you know. We like watching movies. We like making movies. And we're here with Luke once more. And he's a great hero, and he knows a lot about Marvel comics and a lot about DC comics. He knows a lot about comics in general. Hello, Luke. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me back, buddy. Yay! Yay. Okay, and today, this is kind of a special uh, gathering because we're going to be talking only about and exclusively... All things Marvel. About... What? All things Marvel. Oh. I was. I thought we were talking about Star Wars okay. Episode Seven. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will. No, 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 no we're not. No. This is this is strictly Marvel. We're not talking about Ben Affleck, and we're talking about this. We're not going to give that. We're and gonna... since we both watched Thor: The Dark World recently, um, especially me and Jake, we watched it yesterday, and yeah. we actually didn't really talk about it at all when no, we watched. We said it. like three things, and we. I didn't even tell you anything that we talked about, Luke. So this is going to be good. We're going to be. We're going to. We're going to talk through this whole thing but not before we will go through all the marvel movies and what we think about them and how this sort of thing happens so yeah what What's do you think luke do you think this is a good plan that's a, it's a great plan it's a great plan it's, it's a great, great plan, plan. so when, when did you watch thor the dark world i watched thor thor the dark world thor, um thor. 
back in um, back in back 1985. Back. <laughs> oh, uh, <man. laughs> no, I watched it what, last last Wednesday, not this Wednesday, mm, but the okay. Wednesday before. On fourth Wednesday, it out, right? so I saw it for two oh, pounds. Of course, you did. Amazing. That's amazing. So this is something. This is a London exclusive. No, it's Orange Wednesday. It's like right? a UK exclusive. It's thing, a UK it? thing. There's a there's a phone there's a phone company called Orange, and part of their snare is that you have orange wednesdays which means you go to the cinema two for one well, do you so, have to have an orange phone you do and uh, you do but ditch. um but it's okay because you can always have a friend who has an orange phone and there we- that's really cool yeah yeah excellent i have to say though and it's a- oh and, and, I and I it's so admit- funny but wait i just want to say this um yeah the movie studios, they really just, they put these movies on purpose to be distributed, you know, and released in the UK at that certain time, This, which is why they usually get these movies earlier than in the US. Yeah. Which is really yeah. odd at the same time. No, though. because they want to get their box office weekend numbers but no, the counted odd thing, the odd thing with about Wednesday. It, why wouldn't America do that, though, as well? Because they don't have orange. Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, if so Verizon get, started doing something really like that. You get really good sales on Wednesday because it's Orange Wednesday. That's why all these films come always come out on a Wednesday. Oh, I see, I see. So they can, so they can you know, stack up the tickets and okay. then boast about how it's the biggest movie in the UK, number one. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, the television commercials. Until next week, of course. Yeah, and then it's number 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yes. All right, so uh, speaking about Marvel, uh, Luke, uh, what do you think, we're going to go into DC as well right now, just for the sake of comparison, what do you think about Marvel as opposed to DC? What do they do better? I think I think Marvel does, I'm not trying to be biased, but I think Marvel does pretty much everything better <laughs> in terms of their films. Um because I mean, they they might have some shortcomings in their films, but overall, they've produced a really good cinematic universe that's not flopping over each other. It's not trying to be so yeah. dark and gritty. It like it flows quite nicely. Um, but then you have things like DC, which I mean, I mean, for goodness' sake, what has DC really produced other than Batman and Superman films? I can't think. Now, of I'm sure <laughs> they have like things like Watchmen and and V for Vendetta, yeah. but those don't really count because no, those don't really, really in fit in with the DC universe. Yeah. DC universe films tend to just tank because most of the time they're just bad. <laughs> um, I mean, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. What was that? Yes. Ooh, yeah. You, you have their you have their TV shows back when. Obviously, I know last time we talked a bit about Smallville, I and mean, that was okay. But yeah. rivaling Smallville was a show called Birds of Prey, which is supposed to follow a handicapped Gordon uh, Barbara Gordon and her little chicklets that she was sending out to fight crime <laughs> and um and that show tanked after about no, it only lasted a full season maybe two <laughs> but then uh and then of course now they have green arrow which is just bombarding you with Stupid characters things. after characters apparently the, they're having nightwing which is like dick grayson oh, joining great. the cast really? of green arrow and it's like huh. let it breathe <laughs> yeah well, really wow. their bread and butter is batman and superman yeah of course there's no question yeah. Is, Which of course, Green Arrow is basically Batman, just green. Yeah, <laughs> with green, he's with the green cow. Ah. So, uh, speaking about Marvel, uh, the the movies that is, uh, yeah. there are very many adaptations that happened before the the giant thing that we know as Marvel Studios came into being. Which was what year did that happen? And they did actually? all these things by you know licensing uh, their uh, properties and during the years that they were active, right? Pretty much. And yeah. I'm looking at a list of all the live action films based on Marvel comics, and for some reason they're not showing the wonderful classic we all know as the 1990 Captain America. Where is it? Yeah, where is it? Yeah, they are. They are. They aren't. It's not yeah, on the list. Are. It's direct to video. Oh. oh. 
That bad. We aren't looking at the right list. There it is. Nineteen ninety. Oh, it's great. Wait, they made a Punisher film in nineteen eighty nine. Did you know huh. this? I <laughs> know. I didn't know that. I just That's saw amazing. That. We'll have to watch that. Uh, maybe no, not. I'm not going to watch this. Although what, uh, the, what I'm not seeing, and maybe I'm missing this, is the um, where's the Nick Fury film? That oh, that, I old, watched um, that one. That was so bad. I think it was a TV film. Was. Maybe it wasn't even directly. It's a TV film, man. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, no, wonderful oh, there list. it is. Yeah, it's there our it television is. Film. Beautiful Nick Fury, Nick Fury Agent, of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That has a wonderful David Hasselhoff hamming it up like he always does as the wonderful Nick Fury. And I love that message at the end. They're like, are you, you still smoking that cigar? Yeah, I'm going to quit. <laughs> and that's the only thing I remember. Everything else was pretty much is anything good. Is the action at all okay? No, mm. it's, no it's, it's, it's just terrible. It's what Andy. you expect in a 1998 television film. You know, it's funny that period of time feels like they were kind of there weren't. Any yeah, ideas. let's talk about that. There yeah, weren't so ideas like, going around. They're like, I mean, what we do? Godzilla. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, we can just we can just call it Zilla. Just call Zilla. It Zilla. That's yeah. his official name. I know. Anyway. Yeah, which he should be called Zilla because he's not Godzilla. He's no, not Godzilla. No, no, no. Okay, um, so like. I guess in the 1940s they had the serials. The yeah, let's Captain see what America that is. What, is a Captain, what are those Captain America serials? Well, you know, it's just like they did with the Batman serials. So similar the to that. Yeah, it's black and white that. and had different episodes that you come to watch in the theaters every week, I think. Something it's like funny, that. though. One time we rented from the library, Excuse went to the Batman serials, and mm-hmm. the cover was so dramatic. And we were yeah. like, this is going to be pretty good. Oh, the know, DVD, maybe it's yes. dark, maybe interesting. It was boring. <laughs> it was so boring. And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. If anybody likes those, I'm yeah. sure they're charming in their own right. But uh, Maybe we didn't watch it correctly. I don't know. For us, it was it was just you know. Because we're expecting you know action, we're expecting uh, I don't know, interesting dialogue, but it was more like <laughs> yeah, it was very it was, it was very basic. Was it more? Luke, did you top? watch this? I, I didn't. I yeah, think so. you're missing. No, you're not. Missing. Was it on the same level as the Adam West Batman? No, no, no. no, no. This no. one was serious. This one was doing a good. But I mean, let's say in terms of line delivery, for example. I don't remember. I just remember there was like super stereotyping Japanese I Asian people because of World War II. Yeah, which maybe was you know maybe I did see some of those. Yeah. I don't know how many there are, but yeah, yeah, and then and then we're not even going to talk about Howard the Duck. Let's no, just leave that away. That. And then yeah. we're in 1990 right now. Captain America, 1944. No, Jacob, that was we just talked about that. We don't know anything about it because we didn't watch it. Oh, sorry, 94 one. Yeah, okay, go ahead. The 90, the 1990 Captain America. Luke, did you see that wonderful film? I did. I did. It was excellent. It Jacob, was. What do you think about this? It was something wonderful. Um... Boy, what do I remember of that? I remember Captain America being a bit of a dork. No, oh yeah, douche. how amazing was that? Like, remember, um, he goes like, "Oh, I feel sick." This is Captain America. This is the heroics of this Captain is, America. This is the hero of America. Dun, da, 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 da. Huh. He comes in. Oh, I feel so sick. And then some poor innocent bystanders. He's in, in the car with in him. In the car. He's in the car. Yeah, they're both. Oh, in the he's car. his friend then. Yeah, and he's like, "I feel sick." And he's like, "Oh, you want to get out? Let's get out. Let's go." What's wrong, Cap? You know. Oh, and then he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll look for help. And he just wanders off a little bit. And what does Captain America do? He does the heroic American thing to do, which is get into the car, drive away, and steal it. The true hero. Look at him go heroically, drive away into the sunset. And then they filmed, and then they fought the Red Skull, right? Who didn't even look like much of a skull. You mean the rubber skull? The right. rubber skull, rubber skull, yeah. <laughs> no, didn't Although, he, like... to be fair, even in the new film, he looks like a rubber skull. He oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. He, it he doesn't does look, look fake, like skin falling off his face. Like, no. I was a bit disappointed with that. <laughs> oh. We'll get to that, I, we'll I, I presume, that. and I hope. Well, and then they filmed in Dubrovnik, in yeah. Croatia, which yeah. was... Well, uh, back then it was Yugoslavia. Shameful. Well, yeah, in Yugoslavia back then, of yeah. course. Um, uh, yeah, that's about all I can say. That's it. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only interesting Wait, thing. Wait, didn't the Red Skull... 
in the Captain America, the 1990 classic, <laughs> his skull was exposed. His red skull was only like in one or two scenes. And then the rest of the movie, it was just, uh, him yeah. with just, he had, a, he had like a, a normal face mm-hmm. and then he ripped, ripped the mask off just yeah, like they yeah, did yeah. in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Really? Nothing really. I think he, I mean, you, you can't say skull. anything about this film because it's just so stupid. But but most of it's also quite boring. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember the ending. He, they fight in Dubrovnik, and that's pretty much it. With a piano. Wasn't there like a piano? Yeah, some something? kind of piano falls on somebody. <laughs> and he throws his shield. <laughs> he throws his shield a couple of times, and it's like... <gasps> and he runs away a lot. He runs away he a does. lot. He does. He does run away I don't know what they were thinking, and how were they... You know, when they released that, were they thinking, you know, we did such a good job, guys. We created the true hero. Oh, man. You know, look, I just realized there's so many adaptations from Marvel Comics that we didn't even go, like, to the 1960s Spider-Man... A cartoon oh, with amazing true. limited animation, and now it's like this huge meme thing in the internet, which is yeah, fairly funny. Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. So in 1994, this great film came out called The Fantastic Four. See, it's not Fantastic Four, it's The Fantastic Four. Big the difference. Fantastic Four. Yes. And it was, and from what I know, it was produced by the low-budget sage of all low-budget B-grade films, Roger Corman, of course, which is uh, appropriate because it looked very low-budget and stupid. It did, I agree. Oh, it definitely did. But here's the funny thing. I think the thing in that film looked a little bit more rocky than he did in the thing from the new one. Ironically, the, the, that's true. Mm. The thing and the, the thing and the like, whatever year that one came out. Yeah, yeah, what, the new one. What year was that? Two thousand three or something. Five. I don't know. Um, that was just, he looked ter- he looked like styrofoam. Yeah, exactly. he did. He was foamy. He was the, he was the foam. <laughs> and 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 this old one actually looked like he was made out of rock, which is it's amazing that you know Roger Corman produced Fantastic Four is doing something. But then again, it did something better than the 2005 one as well. I think I liked the ending a little bit more because it felt more emotional, like in in a sense that you know these guys were friends. You know, Doctor Doom and uh, Mister Fantastic, Reed Richards. Yeah, and uh, at the end, he's like, he's want, like, they, he's they like, didn't just want Jessica Biel, not Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like, did, did, <laughs> we gotta go into that. Resist. <laughs> um, remember, like, he, they were. We watched it together, Luke, once. It's on YouTube. Did you can we? watch on YouTube. Yeah, of course you can. Um, yeah, remember we watched it, and uh, it was like it had he and Doctor Doom were like reach or something like that, and he's like, mm. point is, it was more personal of a like a yeah. climax. As opposed to the ridiculous, ridiculousness we got. In- I like this girl. I know I like this girl. No, we're going to fight over this girl. And I'm going to give her a big ring and give her the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make myself a ring. Wee! Because I'm Mr. Fantastic. Okay. No one cares about the Fantastic Four. Nope. So it's never even got released. Anyway, this, these were... probably why their, their reboot has been pushed back again. Has it? Yeah, it was, I read... I thought something about that the other day where it's been, like, pushed back or... Something. Are they rebooting? Are they rebooting again? Right? Yeah, they're rebooting again. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to call it? Like listen, four? Oh, like yeah, they're probably going to do something stupid like that. But like, did you guys hear that uh, they're planning on doing the Marvel Studios thing and uh, putting it in the same universe as X Men now? Mm. Uh, yeah, that that sounds a little stupid to me. Which because... it, it sounds stupid, but at the same time, like it does kind of flow only because, and this is like so minute. But there's some of the Easter eggs in X Men too tease a, a wider universe um yeah like when mystique is on the computer like they have a file that says something about their kid reed richard's kid uh, um oh does it okay yeah like, so there's little easter eggs that did kind of expand the universe a bit in that film um so it wouldn't be entirely unforeseen to have 
the Fantastic Four in the yeah. X-Men universe, but yeah. they got to do it nicely because mm-hmm. it could be really tricky. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was just made for fun, though, in my opinion. Like, it was. They were doing X2 and everything. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll get to that later. So, at this point, which is the 1990s and mid-1990s, I'm, I'm assuming that comic book movies were at an all-time low, to be honest. I think no one really Seems cared like about it. doing that. They tried a few times with these fantastic, you know, douche movies. Where Captain America well, runs away and yeah, the well Marvel had hit cheap. it. Like DC had done right, okay because right, they yeah. had Batman. Ooh, good point. And That's right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I just in yeah, terms of the at DC, least for Marvel. Okay, were, I have to. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they had Batman, which started but out. Batman really was well. already kind of it started sliding. really well, and then it slided all the way down 1997 to the crap to the Schumacher films. Yes. And we got Batman the toyetic and Robin. Schumacher films, and at that point it was done. At that, Batman and Robin was the last. Yeah. was the last thing. And then, uh, in my opinion, you know, a little-known movie they made, New Line Cinema, called Blade, came out. Ah. I think I think Blade and was... It, in my opinion, it sort of turned, like, I really like what they did with it, because it's a Marvel comic, and they really turned it into a very serious, yeah. uh, real-life kind of very hard and gritty tone yeah. and setting, and... I think that that's sort of the first one that sort of gave it a legitimate weight as like serious dramas go. Even though, and I'm not talking about like the movie being like a serious drama or anything, like in terms of the plot or anything, because, uh, you know, once you watch it a few times, and to be honest, you know, Blade is one of those movies that I I rather like. I don't know about you, Luke, but um, just because. I don't know a whole lot about Blade. That's this the one, it's like the only one that I've not really invested in. Right. Well, he's just you know uh, you know the basic gist though. He's just mm. a uh, he's a vampire hunter slayer, yeah. half man, half vampire. Yeah. Kill vampires. Daywalker. But I think Blade was arguably the first movie to. That's kind what I'm going to say. Yeah. That's it. Sort of set the tone that you could actually do a lot more uh, interesting and more legitimate and uh, more variety on the, with the tone. Well, I think. I mean, I though I, I totally agree. I do think. That I, I would have to say the Christopher Reeves Superman film, Richard Donner's oh, okay. film, right? Yeah, really, that that set it up, I think, and I think Blade took it the step that it needed to take. Yeah, um, okay. Because I think if you watch the original Superman film, like it's still it's very much set within the real world. It doesn't feel like you're watching a comic book. You're universe. right. And this, they changed um, it from you know Goth- uh, Gotham. <laughs> they changed it from Metropolis to New York, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, they call it Metropolis, but it's filmed in New York. <laughs> Do they really? I thought it was New York. I thought they just no. changed it to New York. All right, but no. I would still say though the vibe is still quite flashy. I think with Superman. Well, it got stupid after Richard Donner did the first one, and then the other guy took over for the second one after they had all their issues, and so the second one got a bit silly, but was still okay. And then three and four and right, I they just they were stupid. Um, no, no, no. The, the point is that Richard Donner did a really good job saying, "Oh, you I can have to agree. I'm do right. something I agree quite." I totally realistic. forgot about this stuff. I'm ke- I keep forgetting about the DC stuff every single time I start <laughs> yeah. talking about something. I'm going with Marvel, and then <laughs> and then and then Luke comes in because he's such a pro at this, and huh. he's like Superman, and I'm like, "Oh crap! I forgot about Superman. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about Superman." But what I wanted to say about Blade, you know, visually it looks really nice. Tonally it looks – it's great. It does everything correctly and I think it's got a great visual language and the cinematography is excellent and the costuming is good. And the premise the, – not the plot. The uh, the ideas and the concepts are great. Uh, the movie, it wasn't very lively in my opinion. It, yeah. wasn't, it was very downbeat. But it had yeah. some 
good potential. So anyway, Blade came out cool. No one really cared much because it wasn't that mainstream of a film. It was kind of underground. But wasn't then, it? then, in two thousand, X Men. Everything that, changed. Everything changed. And then, and that's sort of like you know, like Blade was the the rocket ship, and X Men launched it. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. that's what I that's that's how I it kind of feels like that though I think that and Blade X-Men, at least set it up in a, in a sense yeah and X Men did a much better job when it came to all the characters because they really and I think and making it mainstream as well yes and that's what I was gonna mm-hmm. say yes making it mainstream and making and because it was a PG thirteen film and they set it into a real world and they made all the characters feel like they were I lost it Luke you believable. Um, yeah, well, they were, they were believable. And because actually the film's quite short. It's only like what? Yeah, it's an hour, hour, an hour and 40. That, yeah. Like for that short of a film to actually feel like you've invested in that amount of characters. Because, I mean, what you have Wolverine, Cyclops, yeah, yeah. Gene, Storm, Iceman, Professor X, Magneto. Point, yeah. You know, did I say Gene? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you have really. upwards from eight to ten characters that are rogue, driving this rogue. film. And what? I said rogue. But yeah, no, I mean like, so to, to do a film in that short a time, well, have that short of a, a running length and actually have really well-rounded characters, um, yeah. is good. And, and to make it and like, yeah, to set it in that kind of believable yeah. world, um, changed the, it really did change the game for like comic book films Yeah, and um, it, from being stupid, cheesy kind of, you know, towering ginormous statues, a big, weird shaped looking men from you know yeah. Schumacher's Batman to you <laughs> know hey this is actually you know proper New York City and like they're These this is something that's really like cool they could exist and, and yeah. live among us as mutants but yeah. you know to be honest I just have to put credit to Blade again because Blade did also the same thing that you said except that uh, it it failed on a few parts with uh, being not a very good uh, well executed story and you know like with the mm. Well, not with the script as much as just like everything felt down. Like but there, there was much, there was a, such a good structure. I yeah, think. but uh, I will say that X Men obviously succeeded a lot better because it kind of pushed it away from being too gritty and too uh, discomforting yeah. and um, uncomfortable I see as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and downbeat to being to being also fun yeah. and adventurous while being you know sci fi and uh, very gritty and real. Right, wouldn't yeah. you say? One of the good things that, that X-Men always did when you go back and watch it is it's always good when you can kind of poke fun at yourself. Like obviously like when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Wolverine's like they're telling him all their names and it's like, oh, Xavier's like, this is Cyclops. And he's like, what do they call you, Wheels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was like, a, I think that was an ad lib by Hugh Jackman. Well, it's a brilliant ad lib. It was very Because good. like it's stuff like that. They're just like, you know, That's you're inside good. this like world. There's these mutants and powers and they have code names and they're yeah, yeah. stupid, stupid code yeah, yeah, names, yeah. you know, but they just, they work. Yeah, it's, yeah. And and, 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 and I was going to say Zack Snyder. Dear God. <laughs> Brian Singer. Um, really, he just, he really made it work. Um, yeah. Which was good. Like, you can tell that that was someone who made the film because he felt like there was something special there. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm Zack Snyder. I'm going to make Batman because I can make slow motion and blah, 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 mm-hmm. boring, boring, blah. You know, it's like he really invested in this and these characters and really believed in the project rather than just, yeah, you yeah. know viewed as a cash-in, which Superman, any anyone who does a Superman film just knows it's a cash-in no matter how bad they make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and ironically, and, Brian Singer made one of the worst Superman films. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's four Superman films. Four. Five if you count Superman Returns. Uh, but that was like the biggest Super Stalker, ever, right? Not much of a flop, just it was like no one liked it. No anyway, liked it. Uh, 2002 yeah. came in and Blade 2 came out and it was great. And they they fixed all the problems Blade 1 had. But and then again, did, it yeah. was still an R-rated film and, you know, it wasn't that mainstreamish. But no. Blade 2 is yeah. a great film. I liked it. I think that's all I, I think can say. I think Guillermo del Toro. Blade 2, I think, took the action aspect of it and kind of made it more... Yeah, more actually, and put a lot of nice little visual, fun stuff in there, like the Reapers. And yeah, it's true. I like it. It's, it's, it's Yeah. <laughs> For those of you, who and we have that Blade amazing two, deleted we'll scene. Oh, with the Hefner outfit. Hefner, yes. It's, it's, it's very it's, inside stuff. You have to. Okay, and so and and then one of the best comic book characters ever made into film finally came out after so long. We were we were waiting for a a live action version of everyone's favorite character. We tried one with the, you know 1994. It was supposed to come out, and James Cameron apparently was writing a script for it. To, but which I've read. Did you now? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about 2002 Spider Man. Get him, Spidey. Go get him. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Stan, uh, take your meds. Take your meds, Stan. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't take my meds today. Um, While Stan gets his meds, we'll talk about Spider-Man. Yes, uh, we'll talk about Spider-Man. Yay! Yay. And, uh, we all like this first Spider-Man, I think right? we all agree it was, it was yeah. a really fun film. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the one that, you know, while, you know, the rocket blasted yeah, with, really, uh, with, really with X-Men and uh, the the rocket was created by Blade and you know we can, we Other can also films. say Superman at yeah. the same time and all that yeah. but then it landed with Spider-Man and now we have this yeah. invasion of comic book movies that just burst into the screen yes. what did you think of Spider-Man let's go um, I thought I thought it was great. Um, the, the, my, my first complaint with it though was that then the darn opening credits last for like five minutes and don't need to last that long. I got incredibly bored music, watching those credits. The music is wonderful. But Danny Elfman did create an amazing score for. Um, and I think Spider-Man, the score fits so well with the character yeah, of Spider-Man, especially all the cues right and the elements. Especially yeah yeah I, I like twine with the. I'm not too uh, excited about the, the, the main Spider-Man theme because I think it goes a little too long. It's really hard to hum it because if I go... See, it's really, it's really right. difficult. But what I really liked is, was, was the Spider-Man Force theme. You know, the great power, great responsibility. Yeah. Uh, no, music, music overall was, was really good. But yeah. Sam, yeah, no, I agree. Like, that one was, was where it all but landed. But also, yes. Like, it was great because... And it was huge it, because everybody wanted mm. to see Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves Spider-Man. Who doesn't love Spider-Man? It's freaking Spider-Man. He's like <laughs> Batman, but Batman's boring because Spider-Man is cool. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Spider-Man following on from x-men just did everything right yeah like the cast was really great the story it's was true. good um the story was visually, really, was, nice. visually it was, it was really cool yeah it was colorful um, that's right Jacob colorful and it said kind like of it, brought that comic book vibe it brought the comic book vibe without even being uh you know kitschy with its comic bookness right yeah mm-hmm. i think it was it Which was uh, genuine it felt genuine yeah at the same time colorful while creating a kind of a world that was more vibrant yes than what you'd see even from x-men i think x-men oh yeah yeah x-men, X-Men arguably was, was also yes. kind of colorful but it was still well it was what not necessarily mean? colorful but i'm saying 
it wasn't as dark as let's say something like Blade. No, was, no, no, you know no. What I mean, yeah. it was still kind of neutral in a sense. But mm, Spider Man, yeah. I think, took it to a different um, area, and I think it did a well, really good job. Well, I think what was cool is that it. I would say probably the first comic book film that actually had like a really good like moral core. Like though X Men yeah. deals with like cool philosophical and ideas of well. you oh, know power and oppression. There's a moral core to Spider Man that some of these other comic book films don't have, and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. But no. it was just it was that was one of the main things that made that film yeah, so incredibly things. cool. Yes. Is, is accessible and more accessible to more people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I like who's also, a photographer that takes a picture of Spider Man. I have to know. It's interesting though, since the new Spider Man film. Wait, who's? Why is Jay Why is J Jonah Jameson saying that? What did he say? I was like, who's a photographer that takes a picture of Spider Man? <laughs> tell me, someone tell me. The Green Goblin. But I was going to say though, it's interesting to note that when Spider Man came out, we weren't really thinking about at least I, since I hadn't read the comics at all, I wasn't thinking about necessarily how Spider Man is supposed to act. That's so true. For me, that was Spider Man when I watched Spider Man. Right. But mm. since the new film came out, it's interesting to note that. He is more spider-like in the new film. Yes. I'm not a big fan of the new film, but it's interesting that the old Spider-Man film, he's kind of more of a... More, more, he was more a Peter Parker. More a Peter Parker, yeah. What do you think, Tim? Uh, Tim. Tim. Wow, wow, I am so sorry. I'm not Tim, I'm Luke. What do you think, Luke? Um... No, I, I agree. I think it's um it's interesting to see that the two different Spider-Mans, especially since they're so close in release. Sam oh, yeah, Raimi's right, definitely yeah. definitely kind of emphasized, didn't really focus on the scientific or witty That's, elements yeah. of Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Yeah. He definitely focused on the like the struggle to become stable and handle both of these identities. Mm-hmm. Um so it was really more of a – you don't want to say that Peter Parker has a bit of an identity crisis throughout the entire series because he's not really – Right, but he's, he's not really found though. his you know stable ground up until the third film, which was – well, that was just abysmal. Rubbish. Um, you know, um, and, and yeah, so whereas the new one, they really want to just kind of – shove peter into his mm-hmm. into his personality so yeah. into that kind of i'm super smart i'm a bit of a loner um and i you know i don't know yeah, I think crack, yeah, crack, crack a lot of crack a lot of jokes at the same time though. like yeah you know, he's that kind yeah. of stuff but he only really does that kind of stuff at least according to the comics he only really does that kind of stuff when he's spider-man you know, yeah. not when he's not when he's Peter Parker. When he's Peter yeah. Parker, he is quiet, shy kind of guy, and he uses that. that That's true. Wait, you're talking Spider-Man. about him being? Yes, I know what you. I totally get what you're talking about. But you're talking about uh, like when he's saying all those wisecracks and everything. Mm. You know, yeah. that's the thing I was kind of missing in the in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Oh, I agree. I think it would have been a lot better had Spider-Man brought some of that wit into more funny, the character. Yeah. But I think at the same time, they made Peter Parker's character much more of a good guy in the original mm. Spider-Man films. That's nothing bad. I think it's cool. But I'm saying that maybe it wouldn't have worked so much. They could have incorporated that, obviously. But I think that based on his character in the film, Peter Parker seems to be like a good guy who doesn't, he doesn't joke around that much. Remember that in the films? Yeah, yeah. And I guess, yeah. Yeah. No, what I wanted to say was that... I there think, were people who didn't like... Uh, what did you want to say? I just want to say that the mannerisms as well were completely different in how he moves as Spider-Man. Right. In the new film, they kind of went for that... I guess in the comic books, he does. He acts kind of like a spider, right? Where he has his yeah. stance and how he jumps around and how he... Right? Bet, Goes, yeah. Jumps, swings around through the city. And I think in the film, he's in the old film, he's more of a... I don't know. More of like a guy in a suit. Right? Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's not, or again, he's again like not a bad CGI but... blob. <laughs> oh, he was a CGI blob of some scenes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't as emphasized as it was in the new one. Right. And also, people didn't like uh, Tobey Maguire being uh, yeah, Peter Parker, blind. which is interesting because, yeah, you know, I watched the 90s show. You obviously watched the 90s show, the cartoon. Yeah. And I guess in the comics, see, that's the funny thing. We're, we're talking about the TV show and the movies, and then the comics, the, the primary ones that you were supposed to talk about are, you know, read. I haven't done much of that, but that's okay because I, yeah. I, I know enough about the characters because, you know, we have these wonderful Marvel encyclopedias that I could. And I did like look through, and that's good. So, what do you think about uh, the fact that Tobey Maguire? Do you remember anything like that? Any of that kind of uh, some fans um, on the internet going? Brr! I didn't really, um, I didn't really hunt around for it at the time because even though I was a Marvel fan, I really didn't care that much to look into the films and like beyond just watching it and trying to enjoy it. So, I, I kind of missed the whole kind of what is this nonsense with Tobey Maguire um, kind of stuff. I remember a few times myself thinking. Mm, do I like you? Ah, okay, fine. You know, I you know I do yeah. like you in the end. Um, only because there were just I I can see why people would think there could be someone better for the role, and I think part of that does come down to the fact that he wasn't as witty as what people were wanting Spider Man right. to be. Um, yeah, and and Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire isn't really he doesn't really come across like a witty kind of person. That's true. Um, in his roles, he's he's very much like the innocent, he is, he is the innocent puppy dog <laughs> looking out into space. Oh, Mary, yeah, Mary Jane, she's so yeah. beautiful. He's he's more of a kind she of was a, a piner. He's a piner. I pine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting though because for people who, like me who haven't read the comics, uh, that was perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that was the first time I ever saw more of Spider-Man, except. You know, knowing his costume or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I'd say Sam Raimi didn't. I mean, he didn't alter the character or do anything that wasn't. No, in true. fact, uh, I think that the new spy, like the what the that movie actually had a lot of that classicism to it that mm-hmm. that uh, the original 1960s and the 1960s comics had as well. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, J. John Jameson, we're we're selling newspapers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, and I think that was. I think that's good. There's a lot of in, endearing traits to the yes. to those films, and um, uh, yeah. It's great. See, you should always get these people who have been making really small, low-budget, cheap, schlocky films to be making these big ones because most of the time they always do an excellent job. Because mm. you know Sam Raimi making those amazing Evil Dead movies, which are so corny and cheesy and lovable, and then you give them you give them Spider Man, it's 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 excellent. And yeah. then you go to you know, look at Peter Jackson, and then he's yeah. he was doing exactly. Bad Taste and Dead Alive, which are equally charmingly disgusting films and uh and then you get lord of the i'm just saying it's cool because you know? it's just completely saying, different man. to people who've been in the industry for years yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. here's a 250 million dollar film can you do that for us oh yeah I've done yeah i do that and they just did do it such a mediocre job it's yep. like what's the next film i need a job yeah so yeah. anyway now we've talked so much about spider-man yeah, let's maybe too much let's continue with 2003 we had this pimple of a film called <laughs> daredevil <laughs> you know daredevil feels like they huh. just scrapped like the remaining bits of spider-man it's like yeah. guys let's make a film guys we need to make a popular film. now comic book films guys yeah. literally this is this is this a-list is the, actor ben affleck yeah this go. seems like like you know the scenes that were cut out from spider-man they just reassembled into daredevil because it just felt like spider-man's coming up blade and 2, it felt so desperate like x-men and let's push out a film yeah we need film. to push out a film and then we got this. it turned out to be and, what um, bad of course it wasn't very good i didn't like it no no no. It was utterly terrible from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever. I never saw it in theaters. Like honestly, it, no, no. It, there was nothing about that film made me want to go to the cinema and see it. I thought I am, 
And there's one I thought, yeah. why is Ben Affleck in this, this film? He was that retard from Pearl Harbor. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, no. I was like, I don't want to see him as Daredevil. I don't really think Daredevil is that interesting of a character. Like, I still don't. Like, he's a yeah. blind lawyer who hops around the city and has some sort of weird sonar ability to <laughs> yeah. see. But in the PlayStation game, Spider-Man, uh, he teamed up with, uh, you know, Spidey a little bit. And I think that would have been... Mm. You know what? To be honest, if Daredevil wasn't in any future Spider-Man movies, I wouldn't mind. I think he would make a pretty good... Uh, Batman, but with a different actor, though. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, not Ben Affleck. You know, he ben Affleck. he he makes a good supporting character. Uh, some the problem yeah. with, with that's what I said with yeah. Spider Man. Oh, is that what you mean by having him like in a Spider Man yes, film or yes. something like that? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I, hey. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. And see that's all we can say about Daredevil. That's pretty much all it's worth yeah. saying about Daredevil. And the only apart person... from that wonderful scene with uh, what's your face. Um, Electra, Electra, is that her name? Yeah. Well, the and character, he's like, yeah. and it's raining, and he's touching her face, like, "Oh, yeah. you're so beautiful." <laughs> I can see you now with my eyes. I uh, imagine she was like super fat and ugly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would he still be attracted to her? Probably. Hell no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, and then what else came out in 2003? Uh, Hulk. That's another great film, right? As a wonderful film. Yeah. Man, I remember Nerf, Nerf Man. So Nerf Hulk. I was going to say that. I was hoping no one was going to say this. But yeah, Hulk looks like he was made out of Nerf. Right? And his pants were it so purple. True. And everything was green about him. They didn't put any other he- color or hue. Like normal skin, it's not just pink. It's, it's, it's <laughs> all kinds of different colors from, you know, that come from your tissue and from the from yeah. the epidermis and the uh and your cells the and the blood body. vessels and all that and it just goes pigment and yes and yeah. and then there's so much complexity in the in you know in all skins of all kinds of creatures in the world and uh, here we have Ner- hulk which is fighting just pure giant green. poodles oh no not the poodles yep the, the poodles. hulk dogs uh, I remember being so confused watching that film. And then, and this is what I was talking about. Spider-Man did a great job making it look like a comic book film without without hitting you over the head of the fact that it's based on a comic. What did Hulk do? Yeah. Shove it in your face. Oh yeah. Let's put the guys. Let's put, let's put panels. panels. Oh, yeah. moving panels. Like and Eric Bana. Uh, he he was he was so serious. Nah, 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 nah. And you know what? I remember watching this like a few years ago, and I can still remember how long it took for him to become the Hulk. It was around forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's about as long as what happens this talk before that we've had so far. I don't even remember what happens before that. What they were trying to, to get this uh, gamma radiation thing, you know, to start oh, with. Right, because it's the origin story, right? Or right. no? Actually, okay, so to give it credit, I think, because I watched it one last time, I don't know, years ago, just to see if it was as bad as I remember. Turns out it was, but then again, I l- <laughs> listened pretty attentively to the uh, dialogue spoken and the plot that was going on, and I have to say, I don't think that's a very bad idea, to be honest with you. I like the I idea that his dad was this crazy man who um, was trying to, uh, I, I forget what it was, make some kind of a make a regenerative like cells mm-hmm. to you know, put yeah. together. And uh, he was testing on his on his kid as well, and yeah. I think he has a temper tantrum as well, stuff like yeah. that. And what I liked about this was it's not like anybody could turn into the Hulk because he was injected with all these different uh, uh, yeah. concoctions. Yeah, concoctions of um, I'm so bad at finding the chemicals. Words. And, you know, from his dad's research from the years. And yeah, so when yeah. he grew up, they were testing this gamma radiation thing, which was a horrible, cheesy effect when he got hit. It was so bad. It was like made on Pinnacle Studio. It was Ooh. bad. And uh, the thing is that no other creature could have survived except him because of this unique uh, genetic kind of... Um, mutation. Mutation that he was just because his dad 
was experimenting on him when I was a, when yeah. I was a kid, and I think I think that was a really good idea. And then yes. I also thought the really good idea was the that uh, no, no, stop it. The plot in its primal, basic, most basic form, I think it would have worked, but. Mm. Yeah, and we I got remember Lee. rewatching the film back in like 2010. Mm. I, I found it for like three quid when I was visiting the states, <laughs> and I thought, "All right, I'll get it just for the <laughs> hay of it." Um, and I remember watching and think, thinking the same thing. You know what? This actually isn't. It's still pretty darn terrible, but there there really is a, a solid idea behind it. And it's just a shame that it was executed so yeah horrendously. And, uh, to make things even more interesting, um, the opposite of hiring someone who's doing B-movie schlock like uh, Sam Raimi or Peter Jackson, we got this yes. wonderful Oscar-winning high artiste director, Ang Lee, to yeah. make it. And um, things didn't turn out as well as expected. No. But then again, nothing wrong about Ang Lee. He did some pretty good movies, and he's pretty dedicated to the things he did. You know he did most of the motion capture performances for the Hulk himself. Really? No, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was, it was funny. But it was huh. good. It's, it's, it's nice seeing that kind of stuff going on. And yeah. then in 2003, a good movie was out Yay. as well. Yay! X-Men Yay. 2! X2! X-Men movie, United. I, X2. I really like X-Men 2. I liked X-Men 2. It did everything. It improved everything that the first yes. X-Men did. It looked cool. It looked funky. It still made it maintain its realism, but it still made it much more uh, colorful in terms of the characters and the yeah. story. More and, upbeat. Yeah, and then they had this wonderful plot where... Magneto had to team up with the good guys and the good guys and yeah, were under yeah, I mean, Striker was there and he was played really well by Brian Cox. And I like and, that you got to see more of Wolverine's origins, but yeah, in, a, yeah. in a subtle way, it wasn't it wasn't shoved in your face like now it cut to the origin story. It was, no, no, it was, no, it was good. Yeah. Kind of, you know, um melted in. They got everything the that they did, and I think they did everything pretty good in that film what do you think i think you share the same opinion do you not yeah no i i do i, I think x-men 2 definitely ticked all the right boxes yeah. um there really is nothing about that film that i would say i would have changed or improved on i think it's true i can't it think of did what was good in the fact that some of these comic book films want to tell this unique story as in like they want to tell a unique story from the comics yes. but this what I really loved about Brian yeah, yeah, Singer's yeah. films is that he never actually just tried to retell one story yet, at least at this point in his time. Yeah. Um he never tried to tell just one story. He actually took all these ideas that were spread across yeah, and- all the different comics and he focused them into a very unique story. And I think uh-huh. with X Men too, he did a really great job of yeah, taking combining Wolverine's all these story, things. but then also bringing in the like the, the Phoenix story or yes. the birth of the Phoenix story and focusing that into this really cool unique really interesting film yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. that i don't think any of the other marvel films to date have crafted such a fun story which is um, that was quite yeah. that's quite complex but then touches on so many other elements within that particular universe and and executes so brilliantly. yeah yeah and and we have to uh give credit to uh, the other co-writers who made x2 yeah. david Hader. because yes david Hader, who helped work on that and uh of course brian singer helped with the story as well and uh even zach penn zach penn yeah i guess he's he's an okay writer i mean it's it's he's all right i mean sometimes he makes bad movies like x-men 3 uh well we're getting there co-writes it yeah we're getting there (laughs) (laughs) um and uh yeah and michael oh yeah michael doherty and dan harris are kind of uh they co-wrote the script for x2 with um david Hayter, and they are sort of brian singer's buddy buddies uh that he takes around with him whenever he makes another film because they worked on superman returns as well which they 
Butchered. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Brian Singer supposed to direct X Men Three? He yes, was. we're we're going we're gonna get no, there. We'll get, get there. Let's let's we'll skim through a few of these. Wow, we're really slow. <laughs> and then two thousand four. Yeah, we are we are halfway done though. Oh, <laughs> uh, two thousand four came out. Yay, the Punisher boo. Uh, oh, Punisher. we watched the Punisher. Didn't we? Yeah. Oh yes, um, the Punisher with what's his face? Roy Scheider was in it. Artisan Entertainment, aren't they like defunct now? What Artisan Entertainment? I think aren't they I gone? think I think they are. Is it the last movie before they like plummeted <laughs> into bankruptcy or something? I don't know. I I don't know much. Hey, about I think there's nothing to really to say about the. Punisher. Yeah, I didn't. Rebecca <clears throat> remains in it though. Do you know who? Uh, she played Mystique. Oh really? Yeah. So do you know much about the Punisher, Luke? Me, character? No. What? Uh, the only thing I remember from the Punisher is from when I was a kid watching the Spider-Man cartoon. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man turns into this like awesome like spider monster, and the Punisher has to go into. New York and, and hunt this spider monster down and you just learned a little bit about his origins and like mm. other his family was taken My from family him. Right. Was yeah. and, uh, from me. He decided to become the Punisher. Taken. He has to be all cool and I low building. Cool. We need some justice. Yeah. I mean, he was he Wait, was no. cool in those in those cartoons, but he wasn't cool in this. No, country. no, not really. No, it it was a big, huge blah. I don't remember much. Uh, similar, yeah. similar to how they released. Uh, Roy Scheider was in it though. Who? <laughs> no one knows. Roy Scheider, he played Brody in Jaws. He's oh. a nice actor. He died by oh, my, he died on my birthday. Really? Which sucks, Aww. man. What a great present. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday. Well, it wasn't my first birthday. It was kind of like my, what was it, like 20th, 19th birthday, something like that. Okay. Sad. Sucks. Yeah. And uh, so in 2004, uh, let's go with another crappy film. It's so funny. 2003 had Daredevil and Hulk. Bleh. And then X2. Yay. Yeah. Two thousand four had the Punisher, Blech. and then Blade, Blade Trinity, Trinity. and yeah. Blade, Tr- and then Spider Man Two. Yay! Blade Trinity took the Blade franchise into a very bad direction. Yeah, because um, the director is no other than the guy who wrote Blade One and Two, and then written oh, and directed yes, right. Blade Trinity. His name is David Goyer. Show really that his name is David Goyer. All right, David Goyer. There we go. Um, it just goes to show, like if you if you write these things, then you go on to write and direct. Yeah, it doesn't. It just it hardly ever goes very well. Absolutely. Like, just recently, I mean, obviously, if you look at something like huh? The Bourne Legacy, where the guy who directed the film was part of the writing team who did um, the original Bourne films. Okay. And the original Bourne films that with Matt Damon are brilliant, and you get this Bourne Legacy, and you would think because the guy who wrote the other films would have a solid idea what to do for a fourth one. He just totally murders it. Yeah. It's weird, though, it's because like, I think directing uh, has become this, this strangely prestigious thing, and it seems like yeah. anyone can direct. It's like, you want to be in the director's seat? Go ahead. It's like, hey, yeah. are you a, like, a, like a best boy grip? You've been doing pretty good. You want to direct? Okay, come direct. You know? or, or the best boy grip's like, I should start directing. directing. I, should, I, should, I should, you know, put myself up so we can we can. But it's weird because a lot of people don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like they understand yeah. that directing is a very specific thing you know what i mean it's like if you're good at writing that means you're great at writing it's awesome you know what i mean but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're going to be a good director and it's also it's the other set of skills yes, yes and it's also the thing about collaboration where you know so there's things that you see even though all the you know writer directors always well let's just talk about the adaptation ones because those are the ones that have the most problems there's lots of writer directors who do a great job right. with their own movies and everything you know yeah. that, that's not the case here um like for example uh, david goyer he's always and everybody else that I have heard talking about this, 
they always say stuff like, well, when I'm the director, I put my directing cap on and uh, I try to see what works as a film, you know, and try to, you know, and then the writer side says, no, no, no. And then I say, no, no, no. I'm the director. I have to make adjustments to how it works. But uh, it still doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Nah. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You, you just said you agree. Okay, yeah. good. So Blade Trinity, terrible, terrible film. I, I didn't like it at all. And I think no one liked it. I think not only that the movie was bad, but I think one oh, of the reasons, Dracula. One of the reasons Dracula. It went in such a wrong direction. Do you remember what they call him? Drake. Well, yeah, not only that, but I think <laughs> one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. So you just get up and walk out of the cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest problems uh, they took this loner, a Blade, who was who worked by himself in every film. And he, you know, he's always like, oh, no, I'm working alone, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And suddenly, what do we give him? Sidekicks. Yeah, and then we kill off Whistler. Just we kill randomly. off Whistler at the beginning. Why? Oh, because whatever. Yeah. And we give him sidekicks. Yeah, the at blood that pack. point. But that they're in the comics. But who cares? I know, but it doesn't work. For and the guess films. who? Guess Jessica Biel, whose son should be called Batmo, so we can have a wonderful, you know, meme. Never mind. And uh, then we have the wonderful Ryan Reynolds. Introduced to us to all Marvel movies and comic book movies, he's just going to be sticking in with his stupid for us such a long time. Yes, with his stupid jokes. I had a lot of garlic and I just farted. <laughs> Things is so funny though. But I don't know if he's written <laughs> written like that or did he ad lib or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I uh... either way, it's safe to say Blade Trinity. I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know what David Gore was thinking. But did he write the movie? Yes. And he wrote Blade 2 and 1, right? Yes. Or at least co-wrote. Or fully yeah. Wrote. And then he goes, whatever. Yeah. That wasn't great. It no. was not. And, no. uh, you know, nothing personal, Ryan Reynolds, but he's just... He's just but he's... you suck. <laughs> yes. And so... He did a Spider- great job in Green Lantern. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 came out as well. That was great. I like the paintings at the beginning, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That the... was an intro. I love the intro for that one. That was great. Mm-hmm. I could watch it over and over. And uh, do you, would you say that Spider-Man 2 did what X-Men 2 did while yes. with uh, improving everything? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it took... Yeah, I, I love that film. It's those two, X-Men 2 and Spider-Man 2. I don't think there's... They're, they're both just amazing. They really progressed the characters. They progressed the just the overall story in a really good way. And I think way. Doc Ock was... Even though he was a little too friendly... Uh, and it felt like he wasn't uh, exactly a villain because uh, he yeah. was sort of listening to the yeah. tentacle brain things. Yeah. Uh, but I think he still maintained that good balance of being bad and threatening, but still being, you know, uh, being sympathetic. Yes, it is true. And uh, I like the cinematography a little bit better, even though they went with the 240 aspect ratio instead of the, you know, uh, 185 from spider-man one which kind of weird because you know they changed the aspect ratio but you know who cares about that only film nerds like me care about that i think though in terms of cinematography it felt a little more dynamic yeah it was more dynamic uh the first one was uh was shot by don burgess who his cinematography is kind of flat kind Mm -hmm. of i was gonna say yeah which is which is okay sometimes you know of course it's great it still looks nice it's like very matte looking and then the new one was one of my favorite cinematographers, at least, you know, when when the Matrix is concerned, because he's one of the best things in the Matrix is the cinematography, and that's Bill Pope, and he did this one, uh, Spider-Man 2, because he's a yeah. collaborator with uh, Sam Raimi. He also did Army of Darkness. And uh, he did a good job. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what was cool as well is it, is it also did what, what X-Men 2 did, and that was 
incorporate so many other stories from the comics. Oh, did it? To, See, that's to, what you do. I don't understand. Like, why can't you just think about it like that, guys? Come on, let's do that. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. Cause, I mean, you took. He, you know, what was so cool, what I really liked about Sam Raimi's films as well is that there's a lot of scenes in his films that are actually just panels that were in that were in the comics. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, for example, in the first one, when Green Lancer, or not Green Lancer, <laughs> when Green, um, he ate a lot of Green Goblin just was, was killed and, and the, 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 his glider is piercing him, like that moment, those few panels are like direct from the, from the, from the comics, which is really cool. Wow. Um, or the scene where Spider-Man dumps his, in the second one where he dumps his costume in the bin and walks off down the alley, that scene is just, is, is an exact panel from, from one of the comics as well. Huh, I didn't um, know that. And so there's so many little, there's really cool nods like that, but then at the same time, He's taken this story, this Spider-Man No More story, fused it with a Doctor Octopus story, while also bringing in the whole Harry Osborn becoming the Green oh, Goblin. Yeah, you yeah, take yeah. all this cool stuff, and like you know, you don't have to just focus on these one ideas. Like, oh, we need to do an origin story, yep. then we need to do yep. this. Like, you can take all of these ideas that span across the entire comic library and just focus them into a really epic film. And that's what X Men One and Two did, and that's what Spider Man One and Two did, and. Those four films are, I think, Marvel's best films. Nice, well done, well done, sir. Spider Man Two was 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 very was was good. I liked it. It was nice. Yes, the power of the sun. Oh no, the what's next? What do I but see unfortunately, here? things took a bit of a rocky turn. <laughs> yeah, when two thousand five <laughs> came out, and Elektra, wonderful. <laughs> I always thought it was a direct DVD movie. That's what it felt it's funny, like. Though, of all the it characters, like why it. choose it really Electra? Like of all characters, of all why the choose Electra, huh? They're going through the films. Okay, Daredevil. Oh, okay, let's see. Uh, because Electra died in Daredevil, remember? Because she's so important. We got to get her back. Got to get her back. Got to have her whole movie. And uh, was she a pre- was that a prequel song, story? Isn't it? Wake me up inside. Wake me up. Yeah. I can't wake up. Yes. Yeah. That was in the movie as well. So epic. Great. I can't remember much again, but then again, there's this one girl, he, she was training or something, and then we had Mark Mueller, who was in Goran it. Goran Yeah, who was played by Goran Vishnich, who's a Croatian actor, but he's not a very good one, so I'm not, not the best. Gonna... <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's a shame. It's a shame, because, I mean, it, it's Marvel's only attempt at a female hero having a solo Yeah, and film, why does it have to be just, so lame? They just butchered it. Like, one, they picked the worst female lead <laughs> yeah, they who possibly cares about could. Oh, you mean Jennifer Garner? No, I mean Elektra. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who, what, what, what is she? She's a know. ninja girl. Okay, fine. How about someone like, I don't know, I don't Black. know, someone who's not her. <laughs> like Black Cat? Uh, like, uh, no, no, I mean other other female leads. Like uh, someone Marvel like... Marvel Girl? You take someone like... Um, Wait, you know, is Marvel... Miss Marvel, no. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, someone like that. Like that would be that would be a cool um, lead that they could um, or, uh, they know, could play yeah. with. You could you um, could do Emma Frost. Nah, I don't know Emma Frost. Now you really could do Witch? Emma Frost. That would be a bit weird. Um, I mean, you could do, but nah. Psylocke. Um, Psylocke. Hmm, Psylocke. You could, but that's still keeping within the X Men yeah, universe. Right. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like branch out, like take you know, take some of the other characters that they have. Um, I don't know. I, I still understand why they went with Elektra and then just did it so so terribly. I, know, I mean, even bad. for goodness' sake, even a She Hulk would have been better than Elektra. <laughs> I mean, dear gosh. You know that actually would be kind of interesting. She Hulk and yes! in the same film. She Hulk and Elektra. Yeah. Why not? Awesome. There we Brilliant. go. Done deal. Should we call it She-Hulk versus? And Electra? then, oh ho, Fantastic Four. It's not the Fantastic nope. Four. It's just Fantastic Four. 
Which I, I remember still... when this was coming out, I was actually kind of excited. I, yeah, I wanted um, it to be good. I yes. really wanted it to be good. And, uh, you know, weirdly enough, I was on the set of Fantastic Four in Vancouver, Canada, mm. when they were shooting it in December 2004. They were in the middle of production. And should I talk about this? I don't know. Yes. I to. think it's appropriate enough. Okay, so Fantastic Four, uh, it was produced by Ralph Lerner, who had the ties with the school, film school that I went to, and I graduated from there in the same year. And so they had this alumni course thing, like film trip thing, where we went uh, for a week to Vancouver uh, to check out all the facilities where they do film and media production. So we went to special effects houses such as Rainmaker Studios, which is now a different name, I think. And uh, we went to some sound recording studios mm-hmm. and stuff. And then we also went, well, the main thing was, of course, to visit Ralph Winner, who is the producer of uh, X-Men 1, 2, and 3. And, uh, <laughs> and X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> and uh, he also did Fantastic chance. Four. And uh, so we were there. And I thought it was going to be an okay film because, hey, how do I know it's going to be any bad, right? Yeah. Especially when you get these awesome uh, calling, call, uh, Call sheets. Call sheets, thank you. Especially when you get these awesome call sheets and they're like pink because it's afternoon or something. And uh, you look at them and you're like, oh, look at the scenes that they're filming and it all looks so official. so good. I know. And then you go and you're walking through. We went to this studio called Mammoth Studios and and it is quite mammoth-like. And um, we were walking in there and it all felt so official. There were, you know, security guards in the front and they were like, oh, you guys going to see the, okay. And they were like having to be on their walkie talkies. They're coming in. Yeah, they're coming in. And we go inside and it was really nice. You know, like just studio environments are really nice to be in, in my opinion. It feels very uh, worky. It feels like we're doing something. It's not, you know, it smells like fresh wood. Mm. You know, like when you go to like a warehouse and it's like. Oh, all this because that's what they do they build the sets out of oh know, yeah that's true you know, plywood and all kinds of uh wooden materials and uh then it gives off that wonderful new wood smell and uh they were filming the scene okay this is where i also thought it was going to be an okay film uh tim story was directing the, f- the film and we were in uh reed richards's house which was mm-hmm. a set of course in the studio and it was the lab uh in the circle area mm-hmm. Right, that like that open one with the, I think the Mr. Fantastic's lab. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed Richards, didn't I say? Right, sorry, I'm not gonna. And uh, it was funny. The DVDs that he had were like Scorpion King and garbage like that. Never mind. Um, uh, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the set was this, uh, you know, that device for the radiation thing that there he was trying to reverse the effects of uh, that space reverse radiation. The polarity of the neutron flow. Yeah, see, there you go. Wow. Look at me. I, I'm i so bad with words. Excuse me. Dude, I, um, that's just a quote from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was believing And I don't every- even know that. Oh, people, people are going <laughs> to listen to this, and they're going to think that, you know, like, I don't know anything about any of these things. It's like, what are you, like, who, like, are, uh-huh. who are you to, to talk about these films if you don't know anything? You've already uh, put Stan to sleep. I mean, Stan's just... Yeah, Stan, Stan hasn't was, been... Been, been... Wake up, Stan. All. Stan, Oi, wake up. Oi. Oi. We have Excelsior. Go back to sleep, Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so anyway, there was this dramatic moment that I was witnessing while they were filming. Uh, It was with uh, Iowan Grufford and Michael Chiklis, who plays The Thing. uh, And Iowan Grufford plays Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic, of course. And um, the funny thing is, of course, I saw it it was rubber. And it was funny how they were talking about it. It was foam, but they were talking about how... Yeah, this isn't CG, guys. This is this is practical, guys. Look at that. He's not going to be CG. He's going to be real. He's going to be... 
and and, and, I was like, oh. and when I looked at him, it did feel foamy, you know. And I touched the, you know, there was a stunt double, and I was like, hey, can I touch the the the, the material? And yeah, of course, it was foam. Um, and um, so they were doing the scene, and uh, of course, see, the thing is, when you're in a, when it's, when you're on a set and they start recording, you know, they start shooting, you know, like camera speed, yeah, rolling. You have to shut up. You don't talk. You know, no one talks. And Unless I was so far. Farts. And I was, <laughs> and I was, I wasn't very close to the camera. You know, the steady cam that was being used. But um, I still had to not talk because I was talking to someone. I was talking to like a associate producer or something. And they were like, "Oh, I'm talking." You're talk like, now. "This movie's gonna be crap, right?" Yeah. yeah. He was like, "No, man." So anyway, uh, <laughs> this silence is making me nervous. Why? Um, Speak. So anyway, okay. So this dramatic scene that they were filming. Uh, Michael Chiklis is, you know, the thing comes in, he's like, look at me, Reed, look at me. And then Reed's like, I am looking at you. Right. And it is that kind of a dramatic moment, right? Like you, you don't have to be ashamed of your, 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 your situation. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, uh, and I was watching this and I was like, Hey, they're acting. Oh, and he's like, Oh, this is, this doesn't look that bad. This movie. Anyway, to make a long story short, I thought it was okay. And, um, and then I watched the film in 2005. <laughs> it I was all wrong. changed. Yeah. It was not good. No. Talk. Utterly, utterly terrible. And John Ottman did the music. I never, really, like I said, I really, really wanted to like the film. I really wanted to go in and see the Fantastic Four. And, I mean, like, it just, it was just so cheesy. Yeah. And I, It was I a comedy. Is, it really seen, wasn't even an action film. What? It wasn't even an action film. It was more of a comedy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't action at all. It was totally. It's totes a comedy. It's annoying. Um, like, I remember seeing like what's his face, Chris Evans, in a film called Cellular, which was quite cheesy, but actually quite good. I thought, oh, he was really good in that film. Oh. And then you and then you get this version of of, of you know the Human Torch, and he's like, oh man, just this arrogant like, I don't know, just dick. Like there's no yeah, other word yeah. that I can describe, but you know, like it yeah. just it was uh, it was just terrible. And then you have then you have Sue Storm, who's like a freaking supermodel. Oh, supermodel. Yeah, it's yeah. like right. all right, yeah, sure. Oh, I'm she's, a scientist, she's a, guys. She's a I'm rocket scientist. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what? That. Guess what? Guess what? And she was talking about Jessica Alba in interviews. She was like, Stan Lee said I was the best Sue Storm. She was like the one that he imagined. Well, that's true, honey. But no, come on. You are, you are, no. Yeah, exactly. Because Stan Lee is a dude, and he obviously was, you know, what dude wouldn't picture a perfectly <laughs> shaped female physique? Yeah, no. As, just, as their character. Yeah, my goodness. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, Stan Lee and all his brilliance, am I right? That you uh, are. I think the main actor wasn't that bad. Iron Gruffid? Yeah, yeah. he's good. I think he's pretty good. Pretty good, well cast, I think. Yeah. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Storm, uh, you know, Chris, what's his name? Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. He, he would have been fine, especially knowing that we saw I him. I think and... it turned out to be like, uh, like a pretty good actor. Hey, later. when I was on set, Jessica Alba showed me pictures of her dog. Her That's dog amazing. Is. Yeah, I think it was a pug. The dog's probably dead She now. showed you her pooch. Yeah, it is. It's probably dead. <laughs> what? Yeah, I she showed she me showed her puppies. She showed you her pooch. <laughs> And yes, I mean as uh, an innuendo. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. And um, yeah, and I, this is stupid, but I just wanted to mention that everybody had those stupid uh, email lap flippy uppy things back flippy then. Flippy uppy things. The flippy uppy things. The clamshell flip uppy things. Phones or something. Yeah, what are you email things. About? 
Exactly. No, I don't even know it's how a, to it's find it. It's a transitional it. device. It's just like it's not a laptop. A BlackBerry. Yeah, it's a transitional device between you know the smartphones. Yeah, Blackberries. Okay. And but it was just an email device for Wi-Fi, and that's what Jessica Alba was having, and she was showing me pictures for some reason. She's right. like, Look at my puppies. Touch them. <laughs> I think. I think the big. I mean, obviously, the, the two main things were just obviously the. The directing. I'm sorry, this went a little too long. But that's just the writing of that film was just terrible. Like there was nothing good about that story at all. Like even the ideas, the ideas weren't good. And Tim Story, he's a comedy director, isn't he? He just he made like Barbershop, the movie. Okay. He comes in and he's directing Fantastic Four, and yeah, wasn't that great? But then again, we should all know that you know we can't blame the director all the time. But the point is that you know director has a final word. But even that is you know. debatable because there's always yeah. the studio heads who will always send in a bunch of notes that you can yeah. make a maybe yeah. you can make a nice suit with yes so that was so fantastic. unfortunately fantastic four was a dud and if, it's funny if you look at it like it started off like quite good you had like x-men and spider-man and then then suddenly you get daredevil's like ooh, and then you get like <laughs> yeah. punisher and you're like ooh, and then you get blade <laughs> trinity and then and then you get to the point where you come to 2006, oh. and you have when you have one one comic book film the entire year, and it or was... sorry, you have two. You have you have two, but only one Marvel film. Marvel's films just poof went to one all of a sudden. Yeah, and it became X Men: The Last Stand. And Stupid title, just putting it out there again. I have to say this just for the sake of saying it. Yeah, I was on the set of that one too. This was September 2005. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about it because what I said about film sets and stuff I already said with Fantastic Four. But then again, you know, it was cool seeing, you know, there was Franka Johnson was there as, as Phoenix and Ian McKellen was there as Magneto and a bunch of cast members were there. And it was it was fun because they were doing that camp uh, that was on the part where they were in this campsite. They were filming the mutant. Remember, like they wish to cure us. But I say we are the cure. And blah, blah, blah. And uh, there were a lot of extras there. They were all sleeping in barrels. No, yeah, but the, the best was one of the extras. He was supposed to. Oh be. yes, he was yes, part yes. Of the this brotherhood. is this is eyewitness account here <laughs> in the crowd. Right? These are not X Men. These are uh, just these mutants. Right? They were, and they all had these Omega tattoos. Did you notice that? Luke? Yeah. Those are, they're supposed to be like Omega mutants, something like that from the comics. I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. It was just all right. Stupid. Well, yeah, it was. Just Brett and Ratner being an idiot. Brett Ratner knows nothing. I'm sorry. He's very short, and he's not very nice either. You know, there's not. He's very short. <laughs> Oh, he's super short. <laughs> What's so funny about that? He is. I was like, that's said, the reason why he's a bad director, because he's yes, super short. Well, he couldn't see the monitors. That's <laughs> why he's so bad at directing. No, I'm just kidding. And there's one guy in the crowd. Yes, okay, so uh, eyewitness account here. Uh, they were, we were looking at the crowd, right? And the camera people were filming the, the crowds, you know, the, reacting to Magneto yeah. doing the speech. And... Um, these are just like rogue mutants that came out of like, you know, like they're, they're joining the brotherhood of uh, Magneto's yeah. uh, cause. We're starting a war. Yeah. And uh, they were all cheering. Yeah, they're all like being all rebellion. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And then one of them had the greatest idea ever. He put two sticks together and he made an X. <laughs> yeah. And he thought he was being really clever. Like, yeah. And then, then the cameraman, the and the cameraman zoomed in. I saw it on the monitors. He was zooming on the X. That's hilarious. What is I that? I can't believe it. That guy was totally, like, not informed Luke, at am all. I, am I not right with this? That's just hilarious. That's pretty dumb. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can envision that scene now. I can see it happen. I can see it in the X-Men. director's cut of this film. How <laughs> yes. epic it's supposed to be. And just 
falling very very flat. And it's like it's like not. But even I can see that guy like team. that guy like when he got up, he's like, I'm gonna be an extra on the X Men. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, goes on yeah. the set, <laughs> X Men. But it is. I mean, I would assume his idea is that he wants to do something that he's gonna be able to watch the film and try and find yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. totally the wrong scenario. <laughs> anyway, they're not X Men. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's X Men: Last Stand. Bad movie. Yes, it wasn't good. Terrible. It was very bad. But the sad part is that it made the most money. <laughs> Wolverine got chubby or something. Well, but it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that too. It makes sense as to why it would have made the most well, money. Well, yes. Because X Men 2 was so dang good. Mm. Everyone thought that X Men 3 was going to be amazing. This is it's the like, same oh, thing this, like everyone going to watch. Will not let us down. The second and even, Matrix. And to be film. fair, the yes. trailers looked amazing for it. You really? watch the trailers yeah. for X Men The Last Stand, and it looks like it's going to be a fun, interesting film. And how how cool is it? I'm sorry, I'm again being a stupid, selfish horn. man. Yeah, I'm tooting my own horn and saying like dropping every yeah, like when that trailer came out and I saw the they used a shot from the camp scene mm. thing where Magneto was like they wish to cure us and I was like hey yeah if you just imagine looking you know like just on the far left that I was standing there yay. Looked at that. Was that, your was that, your that was my story. You were standing there. <laughs> I was standing on the far left, like just away, just just you know, like a few feet away from. Next the time, shot. watch them. I'll imagine Philip was standing. Yeah, chubby, little, little sixteen-year-old, fat Phillip idiot, with a blue poofy jacket. Man, I was such a stupid khaki idiot. pants. Yeah, uh, standing there with <laughs> khaki yeah. pants. Ah, oh, man, that was bad. That was a great story time in my dance. life. That is your. That is one of your best stories. I know. Standing. I just. I'm just doing this for the sake of information. You know? I know. I know. But sorry. I'm joking around. I'm joking I, it's, around. It, like for me, it's it's yeah, it's whatever. You know, like X Men. Yeah. So. Uh, but the film. Woo, the film is still itself, in 2006. Film itself, it's which, bad. Which no, terrible. it's another bad this, film I've been on. I think it's because I've been on these films that they probably turned bad. Maybe. That's probably that's the probably reason. reason. Yeah. Okay. So mm. next is Ghost Rider. Oh no! Which I think we can kind of skip because that's that was like that was stupid. I don't know what they were thinking with Ghost. He was like, like, you know, take her easy, dude. When you say Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider, it can be easily confused with Ghost Writer. <laughs> yes. The yes. Movie with uh, Ewan McGregor. True. Or that there was a there was an old TV kids television show called Ghost Rider as well. Like what? Like um, writer Ghost Writer. Or, okay, Writer. Yeah. Uh, um, that was that was on. Um, be confused with that. But basically, you have a crappy comic, a crappy actor, and a crappy story. And terrible and it CG. Fails. It was bad. Well, what do you mean crappy actor? I thought Nicolas Cage was like the best award-winning actor. actor, man. Award-winning. Nick Cage, that wonderful, wonderful human being of an actor. He's great. Not the base. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then another wonderfully bad film. Man, 2007 is just a bad year, man. Horrible film. Very bad year. And Spider Man 3 came out. Oh, glorious. Really thunder. Bad. I was quite a bit disappointed going to the theater watching that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was really yeah. hoping for something pretty good. I was thinking Spider Man no, 2 no, was, no, was no, good. No. Jacob, listen, I looked at the trailers and I was like, Venom looks stupid. Oh, it's true. We did look at the trailers. Yes. And, uh, and there's still that hope of like, this didn't, this does, this looks Yeah, stupid. there was a ton of hope for that film. X- <laughs> Spider Man 3 and X Men 2. X Men and Spider and have followed the same like trajectory tra- trajectory i can't even say that word geez um like they start off really good they have an amazing sequel then they come to the third film that everyone's expecting to be amazing and then you sit there and you're like what is this mesh of garbage like it why is, is spider-man is. like thrusting down this the street like why is he doing this <laughs> what are you doing i don't know i think sam Raimi or whoever wrote it i don't know had some strange idea where they didn't realize that i think he, it was that, his brother uh, being emo at that time was kind of a thing like with for teenagers and uh, I don't understand why. It feels like none of them made. understood what that meant. Yeah, they didn't know, and th- they thought that making Spider-Man kind of emo was something, you know, bad. 
uh, well, know, cool, it was, but the problem it, it totally is the work. problem is is the I, the story of the black suit Spider Man means that Peter Parker becomes not Peter Parker. He becomes a kind of a jackass. Like he just becomes a really rude, yeah, arrogant but, person. Yeah. And but they could have that story wasn't supposed to be in that film anyway. Venom wasn't supposed to be any part of that. Right. Mm. I think there was also another problem was that they had two villains in the film, which kind of oh, and, and, and one of, the of them movie. was so uninteresting. Absolutely. My my daughter my. My daughter. It's a dilemma of mine. I have my, to my daughter. save my daughter, but I also have to be. I have to, I have to like the music commit so crime nice. to save my daughter. Wonderful little, little little cue. Music cue. Bam, 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 uh, oh, plus, bam, don't, you can't bam, forget, bam, they had a third villain, which is yes. Harry Osborn. And they yeah. just clumped yeah. him in there. Goblin. And they made him the surfer goblin, which was bad. Yeah, no, there yeah. was too much stuff. It was just throwing and then, all kinds and then, of crap. And then, and then, and then, okay, there's so much that's so bad. Like, everybody's so selfish in that film, remember? <laughs> yes. Both of the main characters. Mary Jane Oh, and Mary Peter. Jane, man. She's like, man, you play. And he's like, Ugh. and she's being jealous of Peter being Spider-Man. It's just, it's so cartoony and bleh. I don't know what was up with Peter doing the jazz dancing. I still don't get what they were thinking with that. Were they thinking it was going to be something that was funny? Was it supposed to be cheesy on purpose? I have no idea what that was about. Because when you watch it, you, you can't help but laugh because it's, it's, it's so out of place. It doesn't, it doesn't fit at all. Yeah, some more cookies. Some more cookies. Yeah, get the I'm so bad. Make some cookies with nuts. Ooh, bad. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Ooh, cookies with nuts. Oh. On the edge. Ooh. <laughs> then Venom was tacked on. That was absolutely a tag on. Right? It was supposed to be like the Vulture first. But what mm-hmm. made it worse was he wasn't Venom 24-7. He had to go oh, yeah. and open his And some people said, face. no, no, it gives him more of a humanity. Shut up. Absolutely not. Luke, <laughs> did you no. fall asleep like Stan Lee? No, I was just no. Look, no, Stan I agree. is no, sleeping Venom, here, snoring Venom like a, was, he's he's sleeping the sleep of the dead. It seems like they're trying to satisfy fans while at the same time, you know, bringing their own ideas of what Venom should be like, and it just didn't work at all. Ugh. Yeah, well, Ugh. still the main Ugh. the main problem is that Venom wasn't supposed to be in the film. It was yeah. just that was I mean they've mentioned that so many times that that storyline wasn't supposed to happen, and that's no. I think I think Spider Man Three seems to be a, a case where just studio involvement just took it down the actually you know, you know i swirled I, it down the toilet you know i that's partially true but i also read the uh behind the scenes art book mm. kind of thing uh it was written by the co-producer grant curtis and he wrote like a sort of diary kind of thing with mm. lots of artwork that explained you know blah, blah 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 and some some of the days that they had filming the thing and they were talking about during writing the script because of course for every spider-man film they didn't take any breaks between movies they just went straight on to the next spider-man so the third one it seems like that one was the one that took the longest time to come out because they were having Mm -hmm. lots of differences with uh you know being being creative i guess Mm. (laughs) and uh now i wanted to say creative differences but i was i i i I mixed mixed up my words i always mixed up my words and um so what happened in there was that they were, I think uh, they really, it felt to me like just by reading the text, that he never said anything like this, but it really felt like they were running out of steam. They didn't know what to do anymore. They were like, yeah, we'll just do this. And it's like, we'll have the vulture in there. And then uh, it's not going to be the vulture. It's going to be Venom because it seems like the fans want it. And like you said, probably the studio wanted it. And then, and it felt because like the movie is so long too, you know, mm. it just feels like they were they were fed up with it. They're done, you know. It's sort of like, uh... yeah, no, I agree. There I was... like explaining my things by just using sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Bleh, and they were like, yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I agree. It was just terrible. I don't know that it was. Yeah, there's so many things wrong. To, and the weirdest yeah. thing was it was directed by Sam Raimi. That's the weirdest thing I think. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> well, it's just like, getting fed up with it, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, maybe. And I think, oh craps, <sighs> craps, craps. Oh no, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Let's get this over with. This was bad. And Jessica Alba looked even more. Took it to a new level of bad, essentially. Say again. Is he he falling asleep? (laughs) No, I just I couldn't hear him. Look, Fantastic Four. um, Jessica Alba looked more fake than she did before. True. Oh yeah, because of her wig instead of actually having blonde hair. Yeah, and her contacts looked really bad. And it was yeah. No, she was absolutely terrible. Again, uh, <laughs> and then that was the worst Stanley cameo. I hated it so much. Yes, everybody likes. I like the Stanley cameo still. It's it's okay. I mean, it's tradition now, so it's fine. My favorite yeah. one, of course, is from X Men because he's just in the background. I mean, the foreground is just yeah. you know, getting hot dogs or making hot dogs, serving hot yeah. dogs. <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's the same with the Spider Man um, one and two. He's just in the background. It's in Spider Man three. Whenever no, he talks, whenever in Spider Man one, I save a girl from 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 no. Yes, and in Spider-Man 2, I kind of do the same thing, but I can't remember. Sorry. And then this, um, one, but listen, in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, he's he comes in. Remember, he's like a special guest to Reed Richards' celebrity wedding. Ugh. And really uh, and he's like, I should be in there somewhere. And they're like, No, no, we don't see you anywhere. But I'm Stan Lee. Oh no, don't take me away. And it's like, Ah, you don't say that. The whole the whole point is that he's different people all the time. It's not that he's Stan Lee. Mm. Okay, I'm, exactly. I don't think we're even going to put this on the on the episode. What? This, this, me talking about the, the Stan anecdote Lee and Stan Lee things? Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to get through some more movies here. Sorry, okay, now, look. After Rise Fries of the Silver Surfer, <laughs> uh, with Galactus being a big ball of fuzz, and <clears throat> the Silver Surfer looking kind of no, cool, No, Galactus was actually spray-painted with a silver... Spray paint. Jacob, that's the Silver Surfer. What did I say? You said Galactus. I meant right, the Silver Surfer. Yeah. Silver Souffle. Silver Souffle. Silver Souffle. So after that, Marvel Studios appeared. Hooray, yes. Marvel Studios. With that little interesting clip on the bonus features of Transformers, which was a terrible film. Really? What, what? bonus features? Yeah. There was a, there was a special little... Little tiny trailer clip for Iron Man on that on the uh, really? uh, on Transformers DVD. Um, that it's just a scene of basically Iron Man flying over the desert, yeah, being Iron Manny, and so it's kind of that teaser that you get for it. And then it came out, and then it came out in yes. May, and you know what? And I said, remember when we finished watching it? I said it was probably the best comic book movie I've seen since Spider Man. I think it was a breath of fresh air after all these terrible films are coming out. It's so true. It really was. I think I saw it in cinema. I'm not going to lie. I probably saw it two or three times. Me and old Carly Kester went and saw it, I think, a couple of times. I I know I definitely saw it with her, and then I saw it at least another another time, maybe another time with another person. Um, But yeah. I think it was a really nice approach, though, in the the film, and I think that they cast Robert Downey Jr. as a really good idea. And it's nice, because Mm -hmm. he was not doing anything at all before that. And I remember hearing about that in 2006, because I was doing a music video behind-the-scenes thing, and uh, one of the director's siblings said, Iron Man is being cast, and they cast Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, all right, I only know him because of Gothica, but I didn't even see that film. 
<laughs> he didn't do anything. And you know, it's great because he did an excellent job. He sort of did the Jack Sparrow thing that Johnny Depp is. And with that, I mean he uh, that's he sort took of been, a character and he made it his own. Yeah, he didn't have to. He just he just stole a character and did a really good job with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's directed by John Favreau, who is an actor. So he who was in Daredevil, he was Daredevil's best friend. Oh, was he? Oh, that's right, he was. He was, yeah. <laughs> and um, he, yeah, he did a pretty good job with that. Mm-hmm. I, it's commendable. Yeah, I agree. Work. So it picked up where X-Men and Spider-Man left off in terms of creating a film that was very realistic, but then also very fantastic. Exactly, um, yeah. But at the same time, I think Iron Man did, um, obviously took things a step further and tried to make it embed it in our actual real world. I mean, yeah. using using news agencies and and mm, yeah. you know other kind of shows like you know mad money and whatnot to you know uh, make it true. feel like it was oh yeah yeah could be happening right here and now mm. obviously using things like the celebrity status and whatnot to yeah, incorporate yes. real lifeness and was, jeff bridges is obadiah stain mm, tony tony and then the feminine guy as uh Rody, who is still he is still complaining about not being what, Iron Terrence, Man too. Uh, Terrence, He's still complaining. Terrence, Terrence I just read Stamp? an article what, today. Terrence about Lawrence, him Lawrence, about Terrence, him. Terrence. What's his name again? Howard. Terrence Howard. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's still complaining. Yeah, there's an article uh, uh, today. Tony, Tony. Before before we started this this chat, I read an article about him. He, he was mentioning how it was Robert Downey Jr.'s fault that he wasn't in in Iron Man two. Robert Downey Jr. took all the money. That's amazing. But. But he's ah, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to talk about. My this. only problem with Iron Man was that when Tony got a real American cheeseburger, he got, went to Burger King. <laughs> he should have gone to McDonald's. That's that's a true American burger. True, true. That's like the symbol of America, placement. man. McDonald's, not Burger King. <laughs> um, first yeah. things first. Iron Man was also more funny too, but it had serious moments, like when he was in the terrorist camp. Yeah, no, it was a really good blend of like just wit and seriousness like and you got the you acting know. stuff too like there's a lot more focus on interactions with the characters and mm-hmm. all that witty banter tony. Yeah. but i think there was a good ratio of tony and iron man it was a good balance you did because yeah. for example like i said before for me in iron man 3 there was not enough iron man but i think in this film i think they you know they balanced it out pretty well and with that marvel studios was able to do more things and they had that plan remember the plan to do what plan because they started, you know, Marvel Studios started as as a studio. They wanted to make their own movies with their own production yeah, yeah. company. So their plan was to do the whole Avengers thing, uh-huh, the yeah. whole interconnected uh, world. Well, even the, that was the, that was a tease on the end of um, oh, yeah, yeah, Iron yeah, Man yeah, yeah, One. Yeah. I remember we stayed through all the credits. We didn't even know it was going to happen. We were just staying through the credits because we want to stay through the credits because there might be something at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here he comes, Samuel Jackson. He's here with the eye patch, and. Uh, Everybody was cheering. That's not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Good. Who's, who's upset that he was never cast as Nick Fury? Really? Oh, <laughs> man, so many upset actors. Howard should just go and make their make a own club. Make a club yeah, for like rejected club. actors or something like that. Or Nick Fury and uh, and uh, Rhodey. Oh, Rhodey film. Um, I, I, I gotta admit, when I first saw the, that scene, I was slightly. Me too. I was slightly meh. Me too. I thought it was, I was cheesy. Like, I don't. I was like, why do they cast Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury? And yeah. I mean, that yeah. sounds so silly, but I just thought, well, well, why? Why do we need him as Nick Fury? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, why don't we stick with the like the traditional what Nick Fury should look like and stuff? Like why I don't know. But then again in the comics they did it like was it in the Ultimate series? The Ultimate, yeah. They yeah. they made a Nick Fury look like Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. So now they got Samuel Jackson, yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was okay. And I remember this little kid, this little child. Remember? He was like after everyone was cheering for that end credits post credits scene. I am Iron Man. Yeah, and the kid I am Iron no, Man. No, no, no. Post credits, like oh, the Avengers. Welcome initiative. home, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Iron Man. You know, blah blah blah. You're in a bigger world, Mister Stark, and he's like, you I'm think here. You're the I'm only here. Superhero out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to talk about the Avengers initiative. And then the kid was like, Woo, Iron Man, two, two, two. He's like showing his, yeah, his, his fingers, two, fingers, fingers, two, two. It's coming out. <laughs> this is 2008, <laughs> and it was Little okay. Did we know that Iron Man two. Okay, and then Incredible Hulk came out, which was they were trying to fix all the problems for Hulk. Still not succeeding. And I think that you and I, will, Luke, we will have a disagreement here because I didn't like Incredible Hulk very much. Yeah, I mean, I liked it better than I liked Hulk. Yeah, I mean, um, on an entertainment level. I thought that, like, I thought that Edward um, Norton. Norton was... was a, I thought he was well cast. I thought he did an okay job with yeah, it. I yeah. thought it was nice just to see... I, it was nice to finally see a superhero film that didn't focus so much on a on, a, on origin? an origin story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, and he just kind of just dove right into the Hulk and the whole kind of chase stuff. Now, was it the best story? No. Was it? It still wasn't very good, especially um, with the ending fight, which went so like it was just so CG and so bunga jungle jungle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bunga jungle. And, and the and the and the um. Abomination monster. Um, they took his ears off, like in the design, because mm. like he's known for having these nice, majestic dragon ears kind of things, mm. and uh, which I think was a very stupid idea because he turned into this, you know, amorphous blob of a creature that was that looked intense. And, but it was so. It was just. It was just no, no. No, it, it's it's. I hate those kinds of designs. Those kinds of crazy, extreme designs where they just look like you know. Injecting with testosterone. Yeah, and it, it gets so annoying. And never mind that. Just wanted to say that the only reason they took off the ears was because, well, if the Hulk was there, he'd tear off his ears first. That's the first thing he'd do. He'd bite his ears <laughs> off. And I'm thinking that's just like saying that. What's that guy called? The thing? What is that thing you're talking about? Uh, the abomination. It's like saying. Man, the first thing the abomination would do is pull off <laughs> the Hulk's pants. Seriously, seriously. Or pull his hair. Take his hair. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. There you go. Stupid ideas. Stupid decisions. Yeah. Um, no, I, but, I think what, what was nice, though, is that, I mean, even though the Hulk design wasn't amazing, no, it was it, it was, it was much less better nerfy. Than the, yeah, yeah. It was much better than the other one. They toned down just, the nerf. With colors, and they, they got the glowing eye things from the but at the same then, TV at show. the same time, they made him yeah. too ripped, though. Yeah, and at the same time, they kind of made him look a little smaller, I think, and they made him, like, super ripped because the director, I think the director, because the director has since apologized for the ending of Hulk, and he said it wasn't the way he wanted it, which is, you know, uh, good. He has uh, some I'm, problems I'm, with the studio. I'm glad to hear that because I didn't like the ending either, like with yeah. that video game fight yeah. at the end. Well, they definitely made Hulk look, or they, they tried to make him look, well, they've tried to make him look sexy, really. Like no, that, that's that not was what they were trying Hulk. to do. That's that, not gonna it's work. not that's the no. Hulk is supposed to be a, a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's he's supposed to be scary and that Hulk really isn't scary looking, like he's just a green dude 
Like they made a, they took a bit of like a bit of an idea from She-Hulk, really, where she's not really a monster. Yeah, she's I know. Just that's, a, that's that's one of the reasons I don't like She-Hulk at all because it's just like, yeah. what's this? Come on. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um. What else can we say so about the, the Hulk? I don't know. I think. Well, at the end of the Hulk, we had old Tony Stark come in. Oh, and, remember? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Before that, uh, people thought it was Thor's hammer falling down in the in that one scene where they're in the cave. Oh, and yeah. The Hulk throws a rock, and then he shouts at the thunder, yeah. at the lightning. And then there's this little projectile that was falling down, which was obviously the rock that he threw out of the camera's sight and then back into frame very far away into the distance. And there are people like, It's Thor's hammer! It's Thor's hammer! Just typing. It's Thor's hammer! Oh, no, no, Thor! <laughs> Yeah, now they were ridiculous. Now, when I invented the Hulk in Welcome back, 1962, it it was he was supposed to be originally gray. Now I said, uh, you know, we had problems with the publishers, and um, yeah, thanks. Was that, are you reading a quote? No, <laughs> and then he turned. Green. Had problems with the printer, and he came out green. He came out green. So why why don't we just make him? Gr- no, no, because the colors were were really hard to turn into gray. So it was really complicated print. So, uh, well, green. Duh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, Stan. Oh, Stan. So, yeah, Dad. what she said at the end, uh, Tony Stark came in. He's like, we're putting together a team. Yes. And uh, that was the end of Edward Norton. Bye. Bye. See Bye, you Ed. later. Bye. And then we get to... Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone is a great film. I watched it with my family. None of us watched it, right? Yeah. None no, none of us watched I've it. Never, I didn't I've see never it. seen it. <laughs> but apparently, it was uh, made because everybody was, you know, as fans do. If it's a gritty and dark comic, uh, they get very upset that the first Punisher was PG thirteen. That's why they wanted the which sequel. Which I'm pretty sure he was. He was a PG-13. It's the only reason they made a sequel? Yeah. Because Hard it's like, R. Yeah, it's going to be full of violence and gore and... Uh, and uh. Eh? Eh? Good eh? sound effects. Good yeah. sound effects. And, and like... Oh, my, and my spleen! <laughs> Why'd you have to take my tongue out with all? Justice. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that we, we, none of us have so seen that. So it's probably bad, it. because that's the only reason they made it. And then we come to the amazing 2009 X-Men Origins... Wolverine, a whole bag Wolverine. of chips and more. It's uh, it's it's everything and a whole bag of chips. <laughs> I said by a YouTube review. <laughs> I just I've seen that review. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. People should go watch. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, guys, guys, I watched X Men Origins Wolverine just three days ago. Why? Because uh, my friend Michaela didn't see it, and we wanted to, ha- and I felt like watching a really crappy film, just really crappy. And I did, and I wasn't disappointed by the fact that it was really crappy. You know what? It was on television here about two or three weeks ago. Where it belongs. Like on ITV <laughs> or something like that. And, um, and my housemates were like, oh, let's watch it. It's Hugh Jackman and his shirt's off. I'm <sighs> like, guys, this film is so boring. And my housemates are females, by yes. the way. I was like, this is so boring. Let's not watch it. I was like, I'm, gonna, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to just go away until you get <laughs> bored, and then I'll come back. And I left for about 20 minutes. And then came back and they were like, oh man, I don't remember this film being this boring. Like, <laughs> what did I tell you? And then they, they, they turned it off. It's, until it's, until it's, the Hugh Jackman butt shot comes in. 
Yeah, the butt, shot. the butt shot comes in, and, and then they got to go back. The butt that but, hasn't seen the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was just uh, – that was another film I was so darned excited about because obviously Wolverine I know. My favorite I remember this. You were like, oh, man, Wolverine. Oh, oh this, uh, his origin I, story is so interesting, boy, and, they, I, and they really could have done something really, really cool Yeah, I know. Cool like that. In the original comic, I think that he was like – it was all in like some creepy, scary uh, nighttime environment in – in a base somewhere yeah, around Alcala. Yeah, well, like, there's, I don't there's know. so many aspects totally to his origin. Missed, and it was winter like time, his... wasn't it? It was like cold. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. And well, like, you take his childhood soldiers. origin, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that in itself could have Yeah, been sorry, Jacob kid. mentioned something, and it was funny, but then I remembered. The Kill Zone guys! Who were... <laughs> The soldiers, the the scientists, the kill zone scientists yeah, with the goggles. Yeah, in all the, the in in, in the um the flashbacks for X Men One. That was two. what I wanted to see. The flashbacks yeah. that we the saw. The flashbacks were better than the stupid movie that they made. The, like the stupid, yeah. the set was so ugly. The six and basic, basic and plain machines in the background. With I watched giant it buttons. just yeah, and I watched it just like three days ago, and I couldn't believe how simple the whole procedure was. It was really dumb, and it took them just like three like, like insert adamantium, one a big giant red button. Yeah, uh, I want to know how just injecting metal into his simple skin process. just grafted magically to his bones. Easy. Yeah, I know. And I, I was I was talking. I said they could have, you know, I mean, I would have done it a completely different way. I wanted to make it look more complex, but they could have made at least one little thing that would have been more interesting, which was that they couldn't pump it all in one go because it might have deteriorated his skin and made some deformations in his muscles. And so I was thinking, why don't they do it in, like, waves? They have to do one wave first. And Wolverine's like, Ugh! and it's like, Gene. We have to do another one. And then they have to do another one. And then they have to do another one. And I think that would have been even like worse, like more uh, discomforting yeah. in the audience. And it would have been a more interesting and fascinating way of how you're going to do with all the science stuff with that. Yeah. But then again, yeah, that's no. just one little idea. And like, if you want to do this again, you would probably do it better and look at the comic for a change and see how they did it. For me, the biggest problem was the ending where he gets shot and he loses his memory. Because oh, from what I learned really from cheesy. the old films was that he signed up for the procedure and he probably yeah, voluntarily was, wiped yes, his memory. I thought it was a kind of a total recall thing, remember? Exactly. Yeah. Where, uh, what's, what's his name? I keep forgetting. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Not Dennis Quaid. That was terrible. Who's Dennis Quaid? Yeah. That was that. Dennis Quaid is the actor from Dragonheart. Wow. That, no, no, it's um, Douglas Quaid. Yeah, just Quaid. Let's Quaid. Just, let's call him Quaid. Quaid. He. Uh, so you remember? He's like. He's actually. He was actually not a very good guy, before. And he signs up for this procedure to do this thing, and then he gets amnesia, and then he turns into the new Quaid. Wait, sorry. No, oh, Philip. He he turns into Quaid. It's a bit different. Yeah, Quaid's a good guy, and then. But I'm just saying that. The the previous guy wasn't the same as the, yes. the later guy, and that's what I liked. And I thought Wolverine was the same way. I thought that Logan was not so good right. of a guy morally, you know, at the beginning, and that's why he signed up on this procedure because he wanted to help them do something. He had enough. And then when he got the amnesia thing, then he started having to, you know, he started developing a new personality and he became a better person in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Something like that, Luke? Do you, is, yeah. Or am I just rambling on like a? Crazy man. Well, like Stan Lee and Stan. (laughs) Stan there. (laughs) Oi, oi, oi. Rambling like some crazy guys. But yeah, no, it was just, again, they kind of, Gavin Hood, the director, just. Yeah. Again, 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 just like Ang Lee. Just like Ang Lee. I want to say something. I want to say something. Hang on. I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff, and he was saying something about how he's like, oh, this is our version of Alkali Lake. (laughs) Yeah. Like, 
like like, like justifying himself by version. not you know doing what Brian Zinger did to connect it and make it like seamless and nice. He was like, "Well, this is yeah. our idea." That's I was like, well, I don't I, care about your idea. I like Brian Zinger's idea. Do that idea. Yeah, I, I don't. I never understood when they do that that sort of thing. And no. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard him saying, uh, "Oh, it was the studio's idea, actually." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's very it's very curious how when filmmakers do that because in my opinion, like when I think of stuff like that, I never really think about our idea, you know. No. Like I never think of that because especially for comic book movies, I mean, there's so much none of basic, it's your idea exactly, anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there we go. And you know that the whole movie was filmed in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. The New Zealand craze. You mean Middle Earth? <laughs> okay, so that was 2009. No, no, we're going to sing the Wolverine theme. Okay. Music uh, was terrible on that. Yeah, it wasn't yes. good. I listened gonna, to it. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. And Harry Gregson was the, the print good, works version with the Transformers music was better. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, Gambit. Yeah. Gambit. I know who you are, Gambit. Oh, you are, Gambit. Your Everybody was going crazy about that. I was watching Comic Con. I remember I was watching the footage from Comic Con. Someone mm. was recording that preview trailer that they were showing in Comic Con. Everybody was going nuts. They were screaming because this looks so great, Wolverine. And then, and then Gambit. I know who you are, Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't hear anything. Any dialogue. So true. And no, poor true. Taylor Kitsch, who plays Gambit, he was in like three different flops. It's the past two years, and now he's probably not going to be in any films we will see that are big anymore. He'll make a comeback. It's very sad. Just watch him. Unfortunate, unfortunate. A series of unfortunate events. So, guys, Iron yeah. Man 2? Sorry, sorry. Here we go. Now more Marvel Studios films. Iron Man 2. What did you think, Jacob? Iron Man 2. I think Iron Man 2 didn't deliver. No. It didn't deliver. I think that's the bottom line. And I remember someone said, someone on the internet, hoo someone on the internet said, um... Well, Iron Man 2's purpose was to just make it a bigger world, expand the Whatever world. Whatever that means. You know, it, that's why it wasn't that great of a film, because it was busy trying to make a bigger world with the Avengers, with Nick Fury, with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I mean... You got that right. Black Widow, yeah. Natasha Romanoff. And that's what they were trying to do, so that's why it wasn't that great of a film. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, suckers. What'd yeah, you, no, that think? film was terrible. Um, well, I, I, terrible. I wouldn't say like, terrible. I'll just, just say it, I think visually and all that kind of stuff, it was really nice looking. But I think that like the story was just too. Uh, it was weird because it wasn't like it was over. It was like it was like bloated. There wasn't a lot in it, but it just felt like it was just a two-hour commercial for the Avengers. That's all. I it know. Was. I know. No, it's expanding the world. It's an artistic. And it lacked in pacing. It lacked in structure. It was. And the, the yeah. characters are getting annoying and. In my opinion, it's a two-star film. You know, two stars. It's a two-star yeah. film, <laughs> and I mean, I know that. I mean, I've I've heard things about that film in its inception that it you know had a lot of troubles or whatnot, or you know, studio involvement that created a bunch of. Oh, that's right, because they they were they were getting bought up by Disney. They, yeah. yeah, so there was lots of things that were affecting yeah. it as well, and at the end of the day, it just it was just very, very ho hum. Yeah, man. We've been talking for. We're getting hours. we're getting tired at this point. We're almost we're done. We're almost done. On. We're almost done. We're almost at Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah. Iron Man. We're on to Thor. So Thor. 
Iron Man so, 2 didn't deliver. Now we, now we go to Thor because Hulk kind of tanked and was forgotten about really quickly where Marvel really was kicking off with their cinematic universe and trying to lead to the Avengers really starts mm-hmm. with Iron Man 2 leading into Thor because yeah. that's where they started putting their, oh, yes, you know, yes. their little Easter eggs that were more for the next film progressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you get you get to Thor. And Thor was kind of like the, the first new character they brought in this part yeah. of the Avengers, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, to be honest, it felt um, it felt a little bit like Iron Man Two. It's just it just felt like this ways, movie yeah. that was made just to do something, and just that's introduced purpose, Thor. Right? Here's Thor, and here's a mediocre story with Thor. This is Earth. Oh, it's Earth. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, they, and then there's Loki, but I don't even remember Shield him in this in film. There, and then they had they were in what was it, Utah? Or where was that? Yeah, they were in the, in the desert. Mexico, the setting wasn't the most stimulating. And then and I mean? then Natalie Portman and her buddies. Yeah, the scientist people. Yeah, mm. another. It just, I think it wasn't that interesting, and I think the, it, it climaxed. You know, with the pizza oven guy. The pizza oven guy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that guy? The enemy, the the knight that kind of just oh, right. spews yeah, heat guy, yeah. out of his face. And this was directed yeah. by Kenneth Branagh. Oh yeah, I think and it was. See again, well again, just like Kenneth Branagh and Branagh, Branagh. I think Branagh. I think. I don't yeah, know. just like him and um, who are we talking about before? Uh, I forgot. We were talking about a movie that, yeah, and uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Both of those directors are kind of renowned, and like Gavin Hood directed this independent film called Sotsi, which was uh, based on a real life event, and uh, it got an Academy Award and everything. And so let's put him in for X Men Last Stand. Let's, he's going to make just as a great film as that. <laughs> no, and same thing with Thor. Kenneth Branagh, of course. We have to get him because there's so handbook. many. Yeah, he did. He does all these Shakespearean movies. He's, he's obsessed with that stuff. So of course he's going to make Thor a, a Shakespearean marvel, a Shakespearean marvel. And um, yeah, I think in the end it just didn't turn out to be that interesting. No, no, it, and, it uh, fell flat. I mean, I remember. I mean, I remember walking out thinking, ugh, like, it was okay, but I didn't have any desire to see that film again. Yeah, so it was just... I think the bottom line, saying. though, is that if it wasn't connected to the Avengers, I think it would make it, you know, Even that, less, much, that much, le- you know, more or yeah. less interesting. Then, in 2011, mm-hmm. we also got X-Men First Class. Which was, uh, yeah, 20th Century Fox, not Marvel Studios, but uh, what was nice about this is that they they took out the stupid X-Men Origins idea. So glad. Yeah. Because they were going to do like X-Men Origins Storm, X-Men Origins oh, Cyclops, yeah, X-Men Origins that. Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I remember the horrible yeah. cameo in, with Patrick Stewart in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh. Yes. Oh. It's okay. You're safe now. Oh. Ugh. Okay. And But X-Men First safe. Class did something fairly new. I liked it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being like a, it, it, I mean, it was another origin story, but it did it in a way that was, it brought, it brought a breath of fresh air back to the X Men franchise that was quite quickly just dying and becoming really stale. Yeah, um, and it this brought was, in just, just did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the actors, the story, like everything about it was just, it was just a really good, refreshing I thing. Need to and see it, it again. It, you should. It's good. And, and it connect really nicely with with X Men One. Um, yes, that's what I like and, too. I'm so glad they didn't go. Okay, let's reboot this. Yeah, and like even though even though there are continuity issues, most of the continuity issues 
really just stem from Wolverine Origins. If if you pull yeah. out Wolverine Origins and just act like that doesn't exist, it really flows relatively seamless. I mean, there's just a few little things yeah. you'd be like, oh well, there's this issue here, but they're they're so minute mm-hmm. that it you know it just really flows nicely. And I also um, like how they said it in the 60s well obviously you know it has to be in uh, continuity but uh but they didn't draw attention to the fact that it was the 60s and i really no, no. hated it it had a fun that. like it had a, it felt like you're watching a film that was made it felt like you're watching a james bond film yeah to me and that not like it was made to look like a james bond film but it felt like this film was like it's made so around funny. the same time yeah, as yeah, from yeah. russia with love and it's so funny because me and jacob were looking at Michael Fassbender with that hat and the suit, and oh, like, yeah. yeah, it could be James Bond. I definitely think Michael Fassbender could be a really good James Bond. Of course, I agree. Could. Especially if it was set in the '60s again. Uh, yes. Yeah, I know that would be, nice. be really good. I but think. then again, well, my my whole thought after X Men First Class came out was that they would be brilliant to do like, you know, take put put James Bond back in the '60s. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I think that'd be you really know, cool. Smoking at the casino. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, no, X-Men First Class, well done, well done. Except Fox. for Kevin Bacon, he was kind of boring. Oh, I have to say, I didn't like Kevin Bacon. I, I think, didn't as, mind as a, him. I, I don't know. I, I, I think he him. wasn't very strong. He wasn't that yeah, yeah. evil, and I think his acting... I don't know, <laughs> Kevin Bacon to me feels like a television actor, and I, that sounds really mean, and I know it's like <laughs> yeah, insulting, yeah. but I, I think that, I don't know, he just doesn't, doesn't feel like... He doesn't feel like he really puts that much effort into his roles yeah you know he's but, been a role but it's okay luke if you like it's okay we yeah. know, there's there's no there's no there's no we don't have any animosity towards each other no so right it's cool i mean to, for me the the worst character in that film was emma frost yeah and there's, a, there's a good reason why she's not in the next film <laughs> <laughs> it's because she was crap um, oh yeah. yeah and then, so then we have dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. I don't remember the Thor the theme. Same. See, I should have sung. The all Thor the... doesn't have a theme, to be honest. Well, the new one kind of does. I just forgot it again. Um, kinda. Uh, I should have sang all the themes whenever we play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too dear. late now. Captain America was, I think, overall better than Thor in terms of the kind of the predecessor films to the Avengers. Yeah, um, it was more interesting. It was more interesting. <laughs> I think it got some things wrong, but I think at the same time... I think it got a lot of things wrong. Yeah, I didn't, I, like, I didn't like the much. vibe so much necessarily in the film. Well, see, Joe Johnston, the... he's a concept artist by uh, by origin. Uh, he did some concept art for Industrial Light Magic back in the day for Lucasfilm when they were doing the first Star Wars and everything. You know, I think he made up the, the shape for the TIE Fighters and stuff like that. Oh. But uh, as a director, I think he's a very average director you know like he's a very safe director it's like mm-hmm. he knows how to make a uh conventional a, a conventional film and i don't think he particularly would be able to make anything more than that and i i, I hate saying that i feel so bad about telling you know bad mouthing all these people but i mean like it's just that's your impression that's, right? that's, that's my impression I didn't know exactly what they were trying to because do. you know he did jurassic park 3 and we all know how bad that was how great that film was yes great. well i I mean, like, for me, comparing Captain America to what had come beforehand in terms of Marvel Studios, like, so Thor was a bit of a letdown. Iron Man 2 was pretty big letdown. Um, Captain America overall was better than Thor and better yeah. than Iron Man 2. Um, and it was nice to see, again, I thought it was quite nice to see a story that was set in a different time period. But yes. 
I think the main problem is it is one of those stories where one it takes 40 minutes for him to become Captain America. Why does it take right. that long? It should have been done within 20 minutes of the film. True, and uh, for me it's not that. That's the issue that when he becomes Captain America, he doesn't do a lot. Well, no, so that's that's my that's what I'm saying. Like they really should have put him in the suit quicker, so that they could devote more time to the more interesting aspects of the story, which there you were go, yeah. the Captain America and his team, like hunting down all of these these secret operations of the Red Skull and and, and destroying them. Like that to me was a much more interesting story than what we actually got to see and because mm-hmm. what we really got to see was just you know captain america going to all these different states and hanging out with those star-spangled babes and whatnot, yeah, yeah. You know, singing their little song um and when captain america throws uh, yeah. his mighty shield and then and then you know the red skull himself was oh again man. Not, did, did any of you guys he was, so he was over un- the top yeah oh you go weaving did any of you guys feel was, like his was, lines he was underdeveloped comedy? to be honest and i just want to say that did any of you guys feel like the lines that he delivered were just comedic. I don't hilarious. know. Was it serious? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because I was laughing whenever he was yeah, talking. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was like B-movie stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's why he said he doesn't want to be in the next ones. Because no he one took him seriously or what? No, because he feels like he's not very interested in it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well, oh, he, and I love the, the montage in the movie. It was so funny. That yeah, was the Red Skull just wasn't an interesting character. He was just... You know, I, he didn't feel like he was an arch enemy. He just felt like, yeah, know, yeah. just some redheaded guy who's <laughs> gonna blow up places. Literally just because redheaded. He doing the doing the doing. Hey, wasn't his name like connected something to like Agent Smith? His name was Schmidt. Schmidt. Oh yes, this is so yes. great. Uh, Agent Smith and Schmidt. Agent Schmidt. Such a wonderful connection. Um, there. I love the montage. I love the montage. Remember the montage where Captain America and his friends are doing good stuff, and every time, everywhere, the the, the I was gonna say Gray Skull. Every time the the, <laughs> the Red Skull walks in and sees his base ruined because ah, curse you, Captain America! Remember that he's driving in his car. What was he doing? I was don't he going know. out to the movies. Was his Rolls Royce. No, that huge, my base that is huge car. That ob- yeah, and then and then he parks and he sees his uh, like one of his evil bases destroyed and on lit on fire, and all he does is go. It's so great, and the music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I don't know great. what's going on there. Now, when I created Captain America, Stan, you didn't create Captain America. Stan, I thought well, you were sleeping. But <laughs> let's draw comics the Marvel way. You can't even draw. That was my joke. Sorry if I didn't fly. Mm. Boom. So anyway, after this, we're in 2012, guys. We're already in 2012. Good. Look, good. Ghost Rider. Can we skip Spirit Ghost Rider, please? Because none of us saw it. Probably. Did you see it, Luke? Yeah. Ghost Rider Spirit. No, Avengers? I never. I never saw it. It's so probably stupid. It's directed it, again, by the same guy. It's guys. the same thing as the first one. Yeah. Crappy actor. Crappy I th- character. I think they were like making crap, a case though. that the CG was going to be better or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But it ended up being just as bad. And it's directed by uh, those two guys who did uh, Crank. So it's kind of like the same thing. They should have recast Ghost Rider. No, because Nicolas as... Cage, he loves everything. He's like, dude, I, I am, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm the Ghost Rider. That's me. I'm the Ghost Rider. <laughs> and he doesn't want anybody. No one else is going to be the Ghost Rider. Good thing we can skip that movie. And then, yes. then finally, so anyway, so to... Marvel's Avengers. Okay. Yes. I think we talked about the Avengers. We talked about that before in the first episode. 
We did. It's pretty and good. And Marvel did a really good job finally yes, cultivating good all job, of their well stuff done. and making a excellent, really good film. Excellent. That it, utilized it, all the characters really well. Yes, and uh, it had, uh, and instead of you know Edward Norton, you had um, Mark Ruffalo, and uh, you did a pretty. Good probably job the best too. Hulk. To uh, here's say. my question: Why don't they make a new Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo now? It feels huh. like he's well, just going to be could, here yeah. for Avengers. It's you know it, they mention it time to time, but I think the Hulk is such a, I don't know, it's such a risky franchise now because they've just <laughs> because they've ruined him so much between <laughs> Hulk and then the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that. But, but you could can like he handle his own film, right? Again. But you could probably have a Hulk movie and then add one of the Avengers characters in there. You could. You could, but I don't know. If, I mean, I would like to see that. I, like I, as a I side, like one of the well. like one of the main characters in their own films. Like, let's say I don't know. I'm going to just, just say like Tony Stark, for example. He could just be a side character who's yeah. doing something and helping him do something or whatever. Yeah. And it, you know, eh. yeah, it's true. It would be cool to see, um, but unfortunately, isn't going to happen. Yeah, well. Um so, yeah, Avengers, well done, Marvel. And well then done. the another reboot, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, the first of the reboots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be six movies, man. Yeah. I, I believe them, yes. <laughs> well, it used to be Spider-Man 4, but then mid-production, apparently, like, just way, just, you know, like, days before filming, they decided to cancel it. Spider-Man 4 is like the production, pre-production for Jurassic Park 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be made. <laughs> Well, Jurassic Park 4 is going to be. Funny. I know, I know. But I'm saying like it was never going to be. It's called Jurassic World. I'm like <laughs> Disney World. Get it straight. Yeah, I, I don't like that idea. Like, the, I don't like the name at least. But yeah. No, the name is atrocious. The Lost World. Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, see? See, it's bad. <laughs> Jurassic the Park, The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World. <laughs> bad. So the, the Amazing Spider-Man, I think it was strange going to watch the film because, like you said, Luke, the movie came out so quickly after, you know, it's only been... 10 years, right? 10 and years since the first one, not 10 films, years even since the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long ago. You know what I mean? No. I think oh, but guess what? Guess what someone memories. said? Guess what someone said? He said, not long ago for you, because you're an old fart. One of the producers said this. But long ago for all the kids nowadays. I mean, it's true. You but know what? Grow! You know, like, no, he's not to grow up. He's like, this isn't for you. This is for the kids. I think it should be for everyone, shouldn't it? But I think... It was not a necessary... It didn't feel necessary. I, I know they're trying to bring in those elements more from the comics, right? And I think a, for some reason a big deal was those those spider cartridges, his yeah, web cartridges, yeah. which to me is like, I really liked what they did in the original Spider-Man films, James Cameron, where they actually made it be part of his spider powers. That was, that was James Cameron's idea. Yeah, oh, Lord James. It's just, it's just a little small touch that kind of adds, yeah, you know, to the films. And James Cameron said he wanted something with mandibles, and Predator came out. <laughs> no, just, it's, it's half true, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do enjoy, I, I mean, I enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man overall. thought it was decent, um, but it does tread over a lot of ground that we've already yeah. been, you know. I guess that's why I don't like over. it that much, though. Yeah, it didn't it's, stand it's out It's okay, well. but yeah, it doesn't stand out, and I think yeah. that, But the nice things about it was that Spider-Man felt more like, I don't know, more like Spider-Man, sort of, because like a bit. Like we, that, like we that, said, I think that was the bit that I really liked the most is that this particular version of Spider-Man himself does, yeah, it does fit that mold a bit better than I think what Tobey Maguire did. Um, mm-hmm. But I still yeah. really like Tobey Maguire, obviously. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Um, Tobey Maguire goes like this: "I'm Spider-Man," and the new one, "I'm Spider-Man." <laughs> there we go. That's it. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> Exactly, no. Uh, um, but I think they didn't. No, they didn't do that good of a job with the villain. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. the lizard man. Crap, I'm so bad at names. The What's lizard. Name? The lizard. Yeah. I, I think his his uh, motivation wasn't as strong, and I think oh, that, it was basically the same motivation that Magneto had in X Men One. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. You know, now everyone's going to be a lizard. Yes. <laughs> and the amazing, amazing is, you know, they they do the story in the comics as well, but still, still, I mean, yeah. <sighs> It oh. was okay. It was it was a good film, and I I, I well, it wasn't it was an okay film. I enjoyed it, but it did yeah. Okay, but what about it this? Just, nah. But we have to agree that the music wasn't good. No, sorry, Luke, I, think I don't it care was what you say. Completely saying. wrong. I think the theme. What I've never. When have I praised the music? No, you haven't. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I don't know. Like I thought you did. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Shoot, I'm getting. I'm just getting nervous here. Okay. No, I was just, I was just saying that we have to agree that the music. James is Horner. Off. No, I'm sorry, James. It Horner. didn't work. There's no, some, there's that one bit that sounds just like the Titanic when he's... Well, of course, it's James Warner, what do you shot. expect? That's what he does. He recycles his own music. He's like one of the most notorious people to recycle his own music. Him and Hans Zimmer, they're both like on the same platform here. They both, yeah. they're, they just... Oh, the music brothers. Like, it cracks the music me up, brothers. It's, it's that scene where, he get, where he's shot in the leg and he's going to like... Webs his, his wound shut and he goes to take off running. And like, they totally jump into Titanic music. All I can see... Is freaking like Titanic going down in the ocean? Yep. Yep. Like, I don't even see Spider Man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. And what else was? And yeah, Dennis Leary's character, uh, the, the 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 chief, cop. the chief, chief, yeah, the chief. I liked him. The chief. And I, it's a shame they killed him off. So exactly. Yep. That's what I wanted to talk about. Like, what? How what much better would it have been if they would have had him uh, be there when? Uh, spoiler: Gwen Stacy dies because we all know it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, and uh, how great would it be that he would blame it on Spider-Man? Like if he didn't, if if Spy, if he didn't know anything about Spy, like, does he know his, his Spider-Man? Would no, we want to keep that no, in no. there? I don't think so. Like, you know, like then he would just blame it on, and he would be looking and hunting for Spider-Man. I think that would be cool. Can we play a yeah. bit of the music or no? Yeah, yeah. So the first one was so heavy with uh, with all these excellent, excellently implemented uh, percussion instruments because Danny Elfman, he's all about like sampling and making uh, like layering, know, yeah, layering and and putting so many nice because he collects drums. Well, he also brings a lot of unconventional instruments and like, he uses bass for an orchestra piece, which usually yeah, and and so he had that wonderful and to me that always says like it's a spider because like eight legs so you can imagine a spider skittering around <laughs> okay so we mentioned that the theme wasn't that great but i mean like everything else that he did very good and the theme is still i can still remember that much more than than friggin james horner doing his yeah to me it reminds me like a trailer for a documentary like yeah look let's go to the amazon together We'll find <laughs> wonders beyond your imagination. Join John tonight, you know, on Discovery Channel. Yeah, and and guess what? Everything reminds me of Avatar as well, like the James Cameron movie as well. Because uh, it's James Horner. It's just James Horner. That's what James he does. Horner. Just uh, thinking too highly of himself, and I'm, I'm afraid. Anyway, I think we've that was Spider Man. He was he was he's cracking jokes, and hopefully this back won't be good. But I no one knows. My, my my Stanley impression is just getting worse. <laughs> You're losing it. So then, no one knows. We get to 2013, and here we go. We Iron now. Man three. We don't have to talk about it. We talked about it way about it. enough in the first episode. So 
we know how it is. Dun, 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 Yes. And then the Wolverine. Now, let's see what you think about okay. the Wolverine. Luke. L- L- let's, Luke, you can go first. Okay. Um, Wolverine. I went to see this in the Odeon. No, the View. View Cinema. And okay. I spent a fortune to go see it for some reason. Yeah. It was, I, I went to see it on this extra big, huge screen with that was supposed to have all this amazing extra sound and... And the only reason I went to see it like that was because it was the only showing available. Right. Um, but it was like 20 quid. So I don't feel like I wow. should buy it. I feel like I should be given a free copy of the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, I I went in not knowing what to expect because obviously Wolverine Origins was abysmally bad. Um, and yeah, I really wanted to have a good Wolverine film. And I was excited knowing that it was taking place after X-Men 3. Um, I mm-hmm. thought, well, that's good. That's going to solve, you know, not have to worry about continuity issues. That's just going to progress the story. Um, and yeah, no, I went in and was actually quite, I was pleasantly surprised with the film. Overall, mm-hmm. I, I, I really liked it. I thought it told a really fun story. I know that a lot of people got a bit annoyed towards the end. They're like, oh, it becomes a typical X-Men film. Yes. Which, yep. doesn't, which doesn't make any sense because boat. what is a typical X-Men film? Uh, I mean, if, if, that, if that's the case, if that's the case, then every superhero film ends like a typical superhero film because right, there's a battle but at the end. It was handled so so silly lily in the end, and especially like look 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 that green lady, whatever her name was, she was viper. Oh, that was awful. She was an underused character that could have been a lot cooler. Well, of course. Um, but overall, I mean, I thought the story was actually quite fun, and the idea that that guy wanted to use Wolverine's healing factor to make himself immortal and whatnot flows with i don't know i just i liked it i thought it was a fun story and i liked liked it i kind of liked it when he got his freaking claws cut off i was it was a bit of a shock but i kind of liked it i don't know it it had an interesting story and i really liked the the dynamic between wolverine and the um oh i can't remember her name but the short little um yeah i I actually kind of liked that one that was cool yeah she was cool yeah and and i liked i really liked to be honest the the dream sequences with Gene. I thought, like, I actually thought it was was a really nice way of Wolverine resolving the kind of stuff that was left lingering from X Men Three, okay. um, and and getting over Gene so that we don't have to see him pining over Gene anymore. Um, okay. I don't know. Overall, I just I really enjoyed Wolverine Origins. I thought it was a fun film, and and yeah, okay. and, and the the, the post credit scene was probably the the highlight of the film to be honest <laughs> even though in my opinion it went a little too long that post credit scene and 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 uh, xavier was taking ages to swiver through all these crowds <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie it was that bit actually made me chuckle a bit. i know I, he was zooming so fast <laughs> <laughs> as he's going around all these people i'm like how is he not like how could he move so fast it was mm, hilarious yeah well in my opinion i have to disagree with you luke the more I think about it, I think it's just it's just marginally better than Wolverine Origins. And by that I mean um it's it's okay. It's okay. It's got some good parts in it. I like the whole bear thing at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Wolverine. <laughs> no, I liked bears. it. I liked it that it wasn't another flashback prequel thing. That was nice. I'm glad it was moving things forward. Uh I thought it was interesting that we were in Japan, but then again, I thought that was going to happen in the first Wolverine. You know, I thought he was going to go to Japan. No, oh, I knew I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, uh, and uh, I like you know uh, Mariko. 
character. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I think she looked cooler with their hair pulled back, though. And then when she had that the, the mask you put on for surgeons, I think she looked really cool with that on. I think she should have had something like that because then she then she would look <laughs> a lot better. Because I think I think the the pulled back hair looks better. Um, and uh, but then again, I just the the the, the love story just mm. didn't work. To me. I'm yeah, sorry, it was agree, just I just didn't know. It felt it just, forced. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel, feel like they had any chemistry, in my opinion. And it felt like, oh, he has to like her yep. because this is part of the story. Yep. And for me, it also felt like the whole middle part where they're like talking to each other. Remember they're in that cabin? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we kind of know what's going to happen there. And But then again, to the movie's credit, I didn't know who would be the one to be the bad guy. You know, I didn't know it was going to be the yeah. old guy. Mm. But then in the end, it turned out it was the old guy. And uh, the Silver Samurai is cool because we all know the character. Uh, then again, isn't the Silver Samurai supposed to be a person in a suit or is it actually always a robot? I don't know. Well, it's, it is a person in a suit. They just made the person in the suit inside of a robotic suit. Oh, like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I think in terms of tonality, I kind of like that the film took its time and it kind of, um, mm-hmm. kind of immersed you in the environment in a sense. Uh, but at the same time, I think that it maybe took too much time. The problem was it didn't develop the characters, in my opinion, enough. And I think that I, I actually don't really like that much the Gene flashbacks because, in my opinion... Oh, yeah, because, yeah, because I always thought Gene was this... Jerk, because I was thinking of Dark Phoenix all the time. Yeah, me so too. I, so that's whenever I saw her, because she kind of had the same hair. Yeah, I always felt like, uh, oh, but, but I still think so like, Wolverine, man, like you stole Jean from Cyclops. Yeah. It's like, man, that's that's not cool, dude. Don't do that. And the whole time, sure, I mean, it, it isn't cool, but it yeah. is it is in line with the comics, though. Right, but that's have, that's the endless struggle between Wolverine and and Cyclops is the fact that they both love the same girl. Okay, yet well, they have to get on and all well, that kind of stuff. Fair enough. I mean, I I haven't read the comics, so I don't know where they're coming from. Um, but in terms of the movies, I just felt like they they were pushing that too much, especially in X Men Three, which you know, all about a bad film. They were pushing way too much, and they're bringing it back now in uh, the Wolverine. Yeah, because we last we saw, I kind of had enough of that. Gene, you know, like let's let's yeah. move on. And I understand that. He was coping with it. He was moving on, you know, getting over Gene. But at the same time, I just think it wasn't it wasn't that interesting. And they could have added different elements to the story than that. And I do have to say that the ending was problematic because the rest of the film was kind of they're trying to be serious, you know, yeah, they're trying to be yeah, kind of yeah. subtle. See, that's what I think and too. all of a sudden they go over the top, and it's time yeah. for this action scene with a giant, you know, adamantium ninja suit yeah. has to battle Wolverine. It's like, oh, uh, you know. What will, what will Wolverine do? He has these little claws. How can he defeat this big guy? And yeah, they do a typical action scene, and then they also implement that um, Green Lady, Green Snake Lady, and she's yeah. also battling someone. It's like two like women fighting, and it's like, yeah. oh, come on, that's, yeah. that's cheesy. Yeah. And at the end, he has his claws cut off, and which which one, which was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, no, no, it's, it's the perfect Hugh Jackman, you know, yeah. reality he struggle. Does. Yeah, yeah. You know um, <laughs> and I know, and then at but the then end, again, to be honest, like I like the claws getting chopped off because okay that's, yeah, that's, that's i have nothing thing, against right? yeah. that specifically yeah, 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 i'm just yeah. saying that whole element in the film i think wasn't really done that well and it came out of left field it's like what okay so now we're going cliche ending all right and then i don't know and i feel like wolverine didn't have that much uh i don't know why he was so interested in that girl to be honest in the film yeah. and towards the end it's supposed to be this heroic like you know you know knight in shining armor going to rescue this girl in the tower and Okay, I mean, like, I guess, but I didn't feel any of that you know, watching the movie. I agree. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. But overall, I don't think it was a terrible film. And I agree, too. I think <laughs> it was okay. It was, it was interesting, at least watching it in cinema. I was like, okay, this is kind of an you know, interesting approach overall. Yeah, 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 but yeah. other than that, I think that 
again, it's, you know. Luke, you're outnumbered three to one. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I, can, I can handle it. I still like you, Wolvie. Don't worry. <laughs> and now, what we've been doing this entire thing for Our was just presentation. So <laughs> two hours <laughs> in. Two, two and a half hours. Was it we're going to talk about Thor, the Dark World. Okay, who's starting? Um, I think maybe... I'm going to start. Thor can go this time. Uh, Thor, the Dark World. Well, you know what? I actually kind of, you know, it was a pretty decent film. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. It's yeah. way better than Thor. Yeah, I think it's better than Thor. I'd totally yeah. watch this over Thor. Yeah. I would I would definitely watch this over Thor as well. Um, yeah. Still, I really just, I do not like Natalie Portman. I don't like, mm. I, I, I okay, like Natalie Portman, enough. but I do not like her character. I think she's incredibly boring. Yeah, yeah um, I, It was odd because they actually made the girl who was that annoying comic yeah. relief in the first film actually slightly more interesting yeah. in this second <laughs> I agree. You mean the girl who sounds like a, Mabel A Pines? bit too many jokes maybe, maybe, but I think overall they're pretty funny. I think the jokes, they weren't bad. No, but remember they, they were every, much better than the, than at the, the, the end of jokes. every scene, she always has to say always, something yeah. at the end. It's like, yeah. Were those the keys to the car? Cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little too much. <laughs> Happened like three consecutive times. Yeah. Um, but Natalie Portman, yeah, but, her character didn't really do a whole lot in the No, film. and she, she was, was like, mostly a damsel in distress, I, I guess we could that, say, yeah. something like that. Um, and it's true that sometimes she behaves kind of strange, but I like the kind of nerdy, uh, nervous kind of thing that she was going with, you know, as the scientist. Mm-hmm. I don't even know her name. Her I know Jane Foster. Name. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. I, I, I think, I, I think one of the main one of the main problems for me with the film was the fact that you have the three warrior guys and then Sif. Um, Wait, who's Sif? The the female oh, Asgardian girl. Oh yes, oh, yes. yes. Okay. Um, these these characters are they, yeah. always are always always talked about in the films like they're going to be something great. Yeah, and then in both films they're incredibly yes. underused mm-hmm. and underdeveloped. Totally like, agree. The yeah. thing is, I walked out of the cinema and I'm like, you know what? This is the second film, and I know nothing more, more about yeah. these characters than I than I knew within the first five minutes of Thor one. Yeah, yep. and that's pitiful. We gotta make time. Can for someone Loki, explain to guys? me though how Odin is back. I can't remember. He it all. he he got back. He didn't sleep. He, I thought he, he died. No, he woke up. As Odin woke sleep. Up. He sleeps for X ah. amount of time, then he wakes up and okay. rules again, and then goes back to sleep, and then rules again, and then goes back yeah. to sleep. It's a vicious cycle. Okay. I did like, though, the action sequences actually weren't that bad. Yeah, look, listen, yeah, they were much here's, better. Here's an amazing, amazing development with uh, uh, the director of this, uh, this, 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 this film. Hang on a second, guys. Okay. We've lost our guest. We've lost our guest. We've lost our guest one more time. So what's your best Thor voice? My best Thor voice. I'm, I'm I cannot Thor. trust you, Loki. Loki. I cannot trust you, Loki. I will kill you. I, I will it. kill you. And, uh, and I will be victorious. Emo, emo Loki. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, my troubles. What do you want? No, how does he, like... You must <laughs> be truly desperate. You must I be truly desperate. I can't do it either. Okay, so what were you saying? Or someone was saying... You were saying it's interesting Phil. the director was something... Yeah, interesting about the director, Alan Taylor. He uh, directed mm. one of the first bunch of episodes for Game of Thrones. And what? Yeah. And I have to say, what an improvement in this film. He actually got the comedy. He got emotions. He got uh, uh, 
people talking and you actually understand what they're saying, you know, based on their acting ability. And then even in like the biggest, you know, surprise was the fight scenes. Cause knowing what I know about game of Thrones and watching the first few episodes, the fight scenes are the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. They are so boring and mm. terrible. And, uh, well done, you did an improvement. Yeah. Uh, I'm also amazed that they didn't, uh, you know, like, I'm sure the director was going, we need some naked scenes. We need some nude people. <laughs> <laughs> and he got one because the naked body is so beautiful. And he was probably vouching for the uh, Stellan Skarsgård to, to, you know, don't censor it. We need to see the beauty. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I went in, I, I got to admit, I actually saw the film in 3D. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> it was the only. It was the only one. It was only showing, and I was going with with another friend. All I can Orange see is, is is extra pounds flying away. Yes, I, it only cost me two pounds, so it was okay. Oh, okay. Um, then all is forgiven. The only thing you'll be upset about is just how dark the screen is and how. Well, exactly. I hate. I'm so I hate three D and the stupid darkness, light reduction. Yep. Pointless. Poo. No good. Um, no good. But yeah, no. It. Um. I don't know. Like, I mean, I I liked it more than Thor one. But I just felt that overall, like it didn't progress anything. I agree with you. Yes, it didn't. It didn't give me anything that thought, "Oh, I've learned so much more about Thor." That's what I was thinking during the climax. Yeah, when when they were fighting the big tower thing with the portals and the Mm -hmm. things. Well, and of course, and we have to say, I think, in my opinion, the villain, I think, wasn't at all. You know, interesting. Well, he started. Yeah, no, Christopher Eccleston's villain, this this dark elf. I mean, it was like. Cool concept, but you did nothing with him. Yeah, no. Like, he was just kind of there, just for a couple minutes. And, I mean, it was more about, again, more about Loki. It's like, okay, <laughs> we've had three Loki films Loki now. is, yeah. He's <sighs> stealing the show all the time. I don't know why, though. I like the Captain America bit, though. That was good. Uh, that bit was quite funny, actually. Except, that cameo yeah. was, was a nice one. Uh, so, does anyone get exactly... So, Thor... Okay, so first of all, I have to ask, what is up with Loki's powers being able to morph into different? Well, he's characters? a trickster god. Is that that's, that's what he is, right? Yeah, yeah. and he's been god able to do it the whole time. And trickster. Yeah, how do I not know this? Weird. Because they just started now. I don't they know. Why. Now. And so Thor doesn't want to become king. No, so he won't become king ever. No, I probably will eventually, but uh, he will eventually. But okay. you know, they've got like thousand, probably a thousand years to go, so they can okay they can wait yeah. it out. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, and uh, did you guys watch the post credit, the mid credit? Yeah, scene? We, yeah, we stayed through all we the credits. The whole credits. Okay, yeah. now, you got to admit that mid credit scene does not tie in in any no, way, shape, no, or form to Thor. It was like I, I was like, I mean, I remember. And watching I can't the believe we're scene agreeing online. with the the director Alan Taylor with this. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it. You're I supposed to defend st- me against these characters. <laughs> the only one I've got on my side is the blood sucking director. Now, what was that that they gave them? I don't know. Him, sorry. I don't even freaking know. I don't like. Well, I know about the Tesseract. Obviously, we all know that. About now, that, the thing but, is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because the thing is, I thought it was going to have some sort of plot point in the film. I know, and it didn't. It was just like, oh, we have this. We're going to give it to you. Maybe it ha- Maybe it features in the next in the Guardians of the Galaxy film. I have no freaking clue. Yeah. But it just it made no sense. I was it's like, it's what not are you the doing red matter, this? right? That wasn't the red matter because that's somewhere in a cave. And yeah, and we just have Benicio del Toro acting stupidly. I'm acting, trying to do my own quirky character. Bleh. Did you stay till the end of the credits, Luke, to see? Um, I didn't because I knew there was another credit scene. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to be online. Yeah, I watched yeah, online. Yeah. And online? I did. I watched it online. And Thor's I tell you what, 
Yeah. If I had stayed, if I had stayed through the credits just to watch Thor and Natalie Portman make out, mm. I would have been so pissed off. <laughs> like out of, all, happened, out of all the post credit scene, out of all the post credit scenes that they've done, that is by far the just that it made me. Yeah, angry, but I'm you have like, to agree that the I think they should have just left it with the birds and that big giant creature chasing it. I yeah, think that would have been fine. That would have been fine. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been a nice little chuckle. Not freaking them making out for a minute. Yeah. That was just, oh, maybe it's kind of also I've returned, woman. Yeah. I don't know what the point of that was, but okay. Uh, what else can we say about the I story? Think, um, I would say maybe... Loki dying. We all knew he's not going to die. No, Loki, I guess, what's interesting is that I don't know exactly where they're going with Though him. that did, that did trick me, the thing, the whole uh, switch. Yeah, I got tricked thing. as well. Did you get tricked or no? Get tricked on what? Uh, when he cuts off Thor's hand. Oh yeah, I know that bit. I was like, oh whoa, crap! I was like, what okay, well, here? I guess he's gonna get some kind. Yeah, of... and I was thinking, okay, he's gonna be a villain now. Now he's gonna go yeah. into another film, and then we're gonna kill him off finally yeah. once and for all. But then again, they did the switcheroo, the old which switcheroo, wasn't that bad, I think, which I mean... wasn't that bad. And then the problem is now you have, now you empathize, yeah. right? Yeah, we empathize with with Loki more because he's he's actually kind of helping a little bit, and so. But at the same uh... time, he was a bad villain. I didn't like him that much in the no. Avengers. I didn't like him in Thor. And uh, the only reason you didn't like him was because of his uh, function as a, being a bad guy. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, he's okay. Like especially in the third film, he's all right. I think he's third film. In the third Loki film, this ah, is the Loki yeah. trilogy. The Loki trilogy. It was Loki Pokey Stick. Thor one, Avengers Loki Pokey Stick. Thor three or Thor two. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like I don't know what the goal is really with Loki. Is he gonna I be a good know. guy now? I, I, don't I know. was and, really hoping they would put an end to Loki yeah. in some way. And it's well, a bit you know what annoying. they should do? They should start making other villains that are just as memorable. Yeah. If you could call it memorable. You mean at least multifaceted? Yeah, I because every, it's always Loki. He's the only villain that keeps Loki, popping Loki. up all the time. Yeah. They could take any, like Obadiah Stane could have still stayed alive. Nah. Or... <laughs> be like a billionaire owning some rival or company. I don't know yeah, cigar see, company. see there aren't that many villains that are that they, they need to start working on <sighs> they that they need to start working on that so I guess that was Loki so, yep, that was Loki that was Loki that was Thor Thor but I have to say though like I haven't watched a movie in like maybe I don't know a couple weeks now yeah, the so last so time for me, I was, I was like pretty forgiving. I was just watching. It. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that has yeah. any effect to what I might think about the film later, but I think for now, at least, at least talking about this Marvel universe, yeah, uh, I think that it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they have a fanfare now. I, unfortunately, I can't say anything more. You know about it? Yeah, I can't really say. Um, I also a little bit about the special effects. You know, people tend to when they do CGI, uh, they usually like being liberated. Usually the directors aren't that young, so they haven't grown up with all this wonderful technology. And so whenever they're looking at shots that the effects artists are doing, and so the effects artists themselves could do this, you know, like they would probably implement this as well, is where they um, have action scenes taking place in fake places like uh, Thangorodrim. Sorry, no, no, no. (laughs) Asgard. (laughs) That's Silmarillion. Uh, Asgard. Um, They have all these quick zooming and, and... the camera's speeding everywhere, going through ships and going up into this. And then when things explode, it's just one shot. Let's go to the next explosion. And then just like whooshing around, right? Being all crazy. But then I was watching this film and to my very eyes at the end of the film when they were in London, right? No, no, it was, it was Greenwich. It's London. Uh, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you're here to tell us these things. Yeah. It's, um, it's my, my, that actually that building, that place where they filmed is where my housemate works. Hey, cool. Oh, wow. Nice. It's like, 10 minutes from my house. Nice. And uh, so when I was watching that scene at the end, because they were filming it for real, 
for the most part, of course. Mm. Um, they would uh, take their cameras and they would film these, this plate photography, you know, to put the CGI in later, right? And mm-hmm. when they do that, uh, there's totally different rhythm to it because, like, they have these still shots. There's the building and there's the big thing coming in. And you just see the building there and it's not, the camera's not moving around. It's just, oh, there it is. It's destroying stuff. So you can see all the detail of how they are destroying things. And particularly, this is what always happens in every film, not just toys. Tor. 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 <laughs> Not just Thor um, is where they crash into cars or some physical effect that they do on set, you know, like a practical effect. Yeah. Um, they usually have multiple cameras, you know, to film in different angles. So someone falls into a car and the car breaks down, like, like it just gets squished by the impact. And they have the car shot three times, you know, like they show it in three different angles. Takes, right? Yeah. And it and it's so slow to, just to show you look at this awesome destruction right but the thing is that they're taking it into the you know they're looking at this through the uh, through the real life lens of that was a real effect we did look how amazing it is as opposed to looking at it in context of trying to pretend that everything is real in the first place and by that I mean that if you're filming stuff in Asgard try to do the same thing right try to put multiple angles in the virtual camera yeah. and show an explosion three times you know it doesn't matter if it's cgs yeah. so far these things get really realistic and uh this you know with the technology and everything and um i just don't like that we're watching asgard getting destroyed like all these explosions happening these spaceships they're so big and they're crashing into you know these pillars and everything and it just goes by really quickly and then you cut to a guy falling onto a car and we get three shots of it in slow motion <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Choose yeah. one style of how you're going to shoot it, and then I think it'll be a lot better with the continuity as opposed to look at this great stunt that we did. Yeah. With the practical effects. Stunts are Sorry, great. Sorry, that was my little rant. I agree. Went, went I, a little I, too I think, long. I think you got a point there, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. I also liked the scene at the end where the action is over and they're all in the apartment. Yeah, that was pretty And they're good. all eating lunch. I know it's kind of like the shawarma mm. scene in, yeah. in Avengers, but. I always, you know, for me, I always like the juxtaposition between fantastic things happening and then what happens afterwards? Like, what's the day after? Uh, you know, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think they should. Yeah, do no, that, that scene didn't bother me at all. It was just like, the makeout term- scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the makeout scene. My love. My dull love. Ugh. Yeah. You'll be a princess of Asgard. Okay, we've done yeah, it. We've, we successfully we've made it, made it through all of this stuff. I don't know how Amazing. We did it. I, I, at the length that it took Peter Jackson to get the, the hobbits, you know, <laughs> to, the fellowship to break apart. The, the theatrical version. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about what we're going to see in the, in the future. Was Captain in the America future. the Winter Soldier? Marvel's looks, looks taking away right their to numbering system. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. And going with subtitles because Which you never know how many sequels aren't that aren't the best yeah subtitles. i don't really like subtitles too they much i don't either the dark world the dark Especially, world didn't really make any sense well it made sense but it was, just, it was a bit kind of a redundant title yeah, because the dark world but you know ultimately we all we're just gonna say thor 2 yeah we're never gonna say thor dark world have you seen thor dark world yeah so winter soldier looks pretty cool because it's captain america doing captain america things and i in think the future. you can do things yeah and it's in present day which is nice yeah um and it continues off from Avengers which is cool and yes. just like Thor 2 did but you know that wasn't very emphasized yeah no, the only thing that's too bad is that I wish that you know Black Widow's hair was the same oh yeah her hair is horrible it does look a bit odd it's just it? like it's just like what's her face's hair in, yeah in 
in the Shield TV show. It's, Help it's, us out, Luke. I, don't know. I hate that show. The lady from Avengers who was like Nick Fury's like. Oh right, yeah, no, her, yeah, they did something funky with her hair yeah. too. Oh. Agent Agent Hill. Is there some it. kind of a horrible fashion week going on in yeah, the Shield? Yeah, trend at Shield is Ugh, long, bad. straight hair. All women must have crap hair. Yeah, and it's not even tactical. That's my problem. Yeah, I don't like that. Not tactical. Mm-mm. Oh well. Anyway. Um, yeah, it looks cool. It looks interesting. I guess. It's Amazing Spider-Man Two, Luke. What do you say about that? I'm I'm gonna just. Go out on a limb and say it's going to be a bit of a dud. Yeah, I think you know, it's sure. I, like I've said it a few times, but like the fact that they've like cut Mary Jane from the story, the fact that they cast yeah. fi- like filmed and completed these scenes with a That's character, really and then were able to cut them from the yeah, film yeah, yeah, yeah. because they didn't do anything for the film, just shows that the story itself is obviously not very strong. Mm. Um, and yeah, the they fact have... they keep throwing all these freaking villains and yeah. people in and like they're still filming it, Rhino. they're still casting. It's yeah. just like, what is, what are you doing? Mm. Like, seriously, like it, I, at first I was excited, but at this point I've lost all interest in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man despite him having the proper suit and all that kind oh, of yeah, stuff. He, his new and suit does look pretty good though, I think. It does, but I'm just, uh, we're back I'm to not, Spider-Man. I'm not amused. Yeah, and then, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty freaking excited about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see the, how the trailer that goes. was before Thor, and I was. I oh, was nice. Loving it. it wasn't for us. We got yeah, crap. We, we got uh, Hunger, Hunger Games, Games. too. Oh dear. I had Days of Future Past, and I had The Hobbit too. Oh really? Part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Days that's of so Future funny Past. because we didn't have anything. No. Like, we had the dumbest, most dull trailer. Hunger Games, and then Man. we had. Uh, see, it was so dull. Let me think. Let me think. It was really forgetful. <laughs> Forgettable. I mean, uh, just wait like one minute. Oh, that 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 robbery movie with Christian Bale. Yeah. No, about um, fakery. Yeah, artist. Artist fakery. With Christian Bale and it takes Forgery. place in the 70s and 90s or something. Yeah. And it has Jennifer Lawrence and that one guy, Cooper guy bradley cooper uh, yeah, yeah bradley cooper i really do not like bradley cooper well he's so apparently overrated. everybody loves bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence together it's so beautiful have you seen several linings playbook <laughs> it's apparently the greatest film ever i have to watch it apparently because it's so good it's gonna win yeah. oscars it already won oscars really jennifer lawrence oh yeah got like an oscar because she's so good <sighs> Anyway, yeah, that's what yeah. we had. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Days of Future Past sounds cool. I'd like to watch it. I want to see what's going on. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that for a long time, especially because you and I, Luke, we have some kind of history with that. <laughs> X-Men. Aha, <laughs> yes. But, and our you know, stories. Yeah, it's great. Uh, cool. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Eh. I don't know. I don't have any excitement for this at all. I don't know anything about it. I don't either. Honest. I don't either. I just apparently it's going to be this quirky there. comedy thing, and they're oh, wait, is, Guardians is of the not, Galaxy. That's Avengers two, right? No, it's different. See, I'm so lost with these names. Avengers two is Avengers: The Age of Ultron. Ah, Ultron. See, that's, that's what's confusing. And then this one's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and then later on next year, we're not even going to talk about this anymore because it's already over. But I'm like Fantastic Four reboot. Yeah, who cares? Don't really care. It's just the only thing that. It, we we talked about this. Never mind. Forget it. Age of Ultron. Yay! Sure. Whatever. What a yeah. Wonderful. Good. Meh. Yeah. Let's right? hope it's good. I would. Yeah. I would hope that it's good. I'm. I, I know. You, I'm, you, I, the stuff... only the only Marvel film I'm really excited about is is Avengers: Age of Ultron in terms of the cinemat their cinematic universe. Other than yeah, that, yeah. the only thing that's like grabbed my interest of late has been it was it was just it's Days of Futures Past. Everything yeah. else has just kind of been 
there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yep. much. Yep. And Ant Man. Well, I mean, it's directed by Edgar Wright. I mean, I, saw I like the, Edgar Wright. Yeah, and uh, Edgar Wright. He talks like this. I made spiced. I made. Ugh, I can't do it now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I can't if I listen to him, but I can't do it now. Uh, yeah. Um, it might be good. I mean, I saw the. I saw the. Yeah, me too. I saw the. Uh, uh, the 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 preview Comic Con little clip that they made. Yeah, yeah, that was quite fun. Yeah, I can I can see how it would work. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I, it could it could be fun. I I would hope that it's 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 it's. Good. And that concludes all of our Marvel musings. <laughs> I hope you had fun listening to us talk uh, semi-professionally. Not really, but Stanley, you've been taking too many meds, haven't you? Your voice is you're starting you to mean. deteriorate. Yep. Mm. Oh, so that was that. And if only they made a Marvel one-shot of all the Stanley characters meeting each other. <laughs> Hey, I I was, I was a librarian. Yeah, I was a librarian. I didn't even know that Spider Man and and the Lizard were were fighting each other on the other behind my back. Yeah, and I wasn't on the guest list. Can you believe that? And I and I told Enough Captain said. America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I told Captain America that he should just get his number, you moron. And and <laughs> and yeah. maybe one person can make a difference. Enough said. 